the fact that then this stuff doesn't exist anymore and that we can't figure it out. I can I can take my phone and and shoot 4K video and have it streamed instantly across the entire planet. Abs and a six pack. So we're going to get to this next, and I, I respect you. Hey, I want you now. guys to yell at each other for three minutes while I go pee. I got to pee, too. Okay. We'll do it in shifts. We'll do it in shifts. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you are someone that I could talk to about the flat earth conspiracy. You don't believe in flat earth, but you can kind of understand where I'm coming from. What if I finance a research ship and make a documentary? I can't go away for three months. I will pay. What How much money can you raise? <clears throat> We're going to need a... Are you guys going to the moon be, or into orbit? Okay, you raise the money for a trip <laughs> no, to South... No, there's no raise the money. No, I no. got the money. Okay, you got, got the money. I got the money. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen I'm, this is the deal. This is the deal. Uh, this is the Alex, deal. Go pee. Go pee, man. So I'm gonna, we're gonna do this. We'll send Joe Rogan. Yeah. No, no, we're gonna do this. Joe, I'm gonna send someone else. You're gonna find the edge of the world. Yeah, big yeah, ice yeah. caps, cats that are knocking I'm things off. I'm gonna film the drop off with my <laughs> iPhone. Yes. Yes. Go well, pee, man. Go pee. Don't you have to go? We're gonna send someone else, Alex. Yeah, but gotta, we're gonna do anymore. this. Hey, you, you know what? We're hey, gonna do this. I don't, I don't have to be the one that goes. I gotta pee in a minute. I don't have to be the one that goes. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> I came here and I proved they're keeping babies alive and taking their organs. How did you prove that? I, I, they're admitting. <laughs> Jamie pulled some no, shit no, up no, on no, Google. No, they admit it now. They admit it now. Do you guys know that? It's having a six I pack did. episode. <laughs> what number are we at to now? <laughs> shit. I don't even know. But I probably will have to go pee in a minute. Uh, I'm drinking a surf rock candy shandy and it looks crazy as hell. I don't know what it is. In collaboration with Repeat Repeat. And I'm joined by Meatus of Fun Pack Friday and Adam of Deborah Gets Red Pilled. And we're going to talk about how space is fake and gay. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Howdy. Howdy. Uh, we'll be live here for the next two hours, if that's uh, unless that's too long. I can do this voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be live here for the next two hours. If we run out of things to talk about, it might be an hour. Yeah, we'll be fine. Sounds good. We'll it's, be fine. If space isn't real, then it's kind of hard to talk about it. Yeah. I can talk about uh, Lord of the Rings for hours on end. That's not real. Well, that's what I mean. That's a, It's probably more real than space, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was an episode of Mysterious Universe where they talked about this book where this guy went into the... The, a story that the whole entire story of Middle Earth is the history of our Earth, and it was pretty amazing. I've I've been like high watching um, Return of the King, thinking, you know what? Yeah, probably <laughs> like plenty of times. This, this happened. This has happened. This is it's. it's <laughs> it, there's even video evidence of it. I see it with my own two eyes. <laughs> What's your favorite of the of the Lord of the Rings? Uh, the I, I see it as one film, really. Yeah. Um, the Hobbit. It, the know. Hobbits were the least good. Yeah, they yes. were terrible. What about the animated Hobbits from the eighties? Is that the one Barely with Leonard Nimoy singing? Yeah. 
I didn't. That's, I've only seen <laughs> the meme. I've only seen the meme. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy sings in that movie? I don't know. Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> this is no, a perfect no. lead into a space show. We've already brought yes. Lord of the Rings into space. So, yeah, Leonard Nimoy, you, you, you have to have seen this. No, I have not. I, I, I'm aware Nimoy, of the cartoon. Bilbo Baggins. What? You have to have seen this. This was like <laughs> peak internet, like early internet. This was like Charlie bit my finger level of meme. Are you are you pulling it up? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's I need to get that. I need to get that uh, DNS sync, obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. Middle of the earth in the land of Shire lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. Now this is Leonard Nimoy singing. He's got the same haircut and almost, it looks like he has the Spock ears on. Unless his ears are already kind of like that. Is it him animated? No, it's really him sitting there. There's like a little girl so with, he braids was, with a badge on he that was, says Hobbits Unite. I'll put this in the chat just so people can mute it and watch along. Have I was this on, this, this on the soundtrack from the 80s movie? I don't know. Or Maybe it, it says, where, where, Nimoy, where the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Where was this performance happening at? It's like a music video? While I'm oh playing it, God. maybe I can look this up. Was Leonard Nimoy in the middle? Sorry, what? Was was he known for his musical talents? In, I mean, this is probably the most famous thing he ever sang, as far as I know. Okay. Leonard Nimoy. Well, uh, Bilbo all right, I'm gonna play it while I look this up because now I'm just as curious. <laughs> in the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. With his long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolly toes, he lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. It's a peace loving folks you know They're never in a hurry and they take things slow They don't like to travel away from home They just like to eat and be left alone But one day Bilbo was asked to go On a big adventure to the caves below To help some dwarves get back their gold That was stolen by a dragon in the days of old Old Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins just to pause it, you can tell this was made in 68 because, like, it's a bunch of kids with hobbit ears and they all have crazy tie-dye shirts. Psychedelic shirts. So this is definitely, it's, uh, Wikipedia says, uh, The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins is a song composed by Charles Randolph Green and performed by Leonard Nimoy telling the story of Bilbo Baggins and his adventures in J.R.R. Tolkien's 1937 novel, The Hobbit. The recording was featured on a 1968 album, Two Sides of Leonard Nimoy. The second of Nimoy's albums on Dot Records. It was also released as a single. Oh, yeah. All right. You're blowing my mind right now. How I wonder I've never what, seen other, this. Uh, what other songs he had on there. Were they all uh, Hobbit themed? Or I don't think so. Different. Okay. <laughs> but this was, so to answer your question, this was before, if the other ones, animated ones, came out in the 80s, this was predated that by about a decade. Or more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's That's it's a two minute song. It's like a minute a, in. I feel like we don't need to hear the whole thing. Yeah, we got. It has kind of a Glenn Campbell rhinestone cowboy feel to it. You know. Yeah, I like it. There's a. Uh, 
Yeah, also, it's uh, since it's from an album, it's probably copyrighted, so... Nimoy recites the song's first verse in a 2013 Audi advertisement where he engages in rivalry with another actor who played Spock, Zachary Quinto. That's uh, Cold Acid in the chat just posted. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I I don't know how I've never seen this. So Wikipedia is wrong, according to Cold Acid, because he says it's 67, but Wikipedia says 68. But that uh, that leads us perfectly into we went from Lord of the Rings to Spock to... Shatner, let's make it current events here. Do you think if Leonard Nimoy was still alive, he would have flown up there with Shatner? I mean, he kind of would have had to, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're a team. Cold <laughs> asked, what kind of Canadian fucking Wikipedia do it you have? Be- I'm looking right here. It says 1968. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we did get one voicemail, and I don't know who it's from, but... <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. If you want to leave a voicemail or call into the show, it's 865-465-6271. 865-465-6271. Fuck outer space. <laughs> also, there's no proof that anything exists out there. In fact, there's no proof that anything exists outside of my own mind. Everything's a figment of my imagination, and you can't tell me otherwise. That's all true. So Bill Gates called in? <laughs> uh, Bill Gates isn't that smart. <laughs> so yeah, space, huh? It uh, I've heard theories of the um, it it doesn't exist recently, and uh, it it's very interesting to me. But um, I, I I don't know. It depends on what you call space because I've seen also seen videos recently. From oh geez I, I didn't I didn't uh, leave the tab open, but it's from a checkmarked thing on YouTube that says that s- the atmosphere of Earth goes out past the moon. So when does space start? You know, yeah, that's what what we we got to define space before we decide whether or not it, it exists, right? Or if it's gay, <laughs> right? Yes, well, it's See, space is I, fake and gay. Gay. I've, I've just heard that it's curious. Um, that's the, the last, last news I heard about on, on that front. So <laughs> I, I mean, it, in that clip I was playing, I'll probably put it, put it at the end of the episode before we started the show, there was that clip of Owen Benjamin talking about the astronomical odds that the sun and the moon would be the exact same size, even though they're astronomically different distances away and all this stuff. And it's like, <clears throat> when you break it down like that, a lot of it seems like, I mean, is it more likely that it just happened to be perfectly that way or that they're actually the same distance away? Or yeah, what th- was that what was that stat that Owen Benjamin said? Oh, 400 what is it? The, I don't I, I don't know. He might have been but making what, that up, but it sounded good. Is that what he did he say it on tinfoil hat? He's been killing it recently. He was on Crow 777 too recently. Yeah, he's calmed down a little bit. Um, he's more into like space and the moon landing now that he is the Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I it, this. I mean, he makes a lot of a lot of people make a lot of sense with like the whole breakdowns of space being fake. I like the idea personally that outer space is just pe- like infinite whiteness, and they put a big like black cardboard um, dome over us, and they just poke holes in. <laughs> The top, and that's what stars are. 
I love how it's made of cardboard. That's so um, economically feasible. <laughs> if you're, it's a budget firmament, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so they used to tell us all these Indian tales when I was little, and there was some story about maybe how some some giant eagles pecked holes in the firmament, and that was the light poking through that were stars. Well, that sure, I believe it. <laughs> that gives me a good idea, actually. I wonder if they're open. Well, <laughs> you you gonna go to the store? What? No, we oh, can uh, we can call a planetarium real quick. I was trying to remember what the name of these places are. You think they usually think are, so? they're usually doing laser light shows on on Friday nights? the Office of Education Planetarium. This is an information line only. Oh. At any time during this message, you can press zero to reach an operator. Oh. Please note masks are currently required regardless of vaccination status. Uh, okay, so we're uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be homeschool parents looking to take our kids to the planetarium. We're in a sort of a triangle, love triangle, <laughs> gay love triangle thing. No, just community from a homeschool like co-op. Community. Yeah, a, a thruple. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get anybody. It says they're open. You've reached me with the planetarium. I need to away from my desk or on another line. Please leave a message and I will return your call as soon as I am able. Begin speaking after the tone, then hang up when you are finished or press any key for further options. Hi, yeah, this is Dave, uh, Dave Johnson, and I'm here with... Uh, a couple other parents. We're looking to take some kids. We're we're from out of town, and we're trying to take some kids to the planetarium. Um, I have uh, I have Mr. Metis and Mr. Adam on the line. Hi. Um. Yeah. Hi. We're bring we're bringing our kids in from from a more rural area, and we're looking to to find out um more about the firmament. Yeah, like where, like who made it, who built it, and uh, we just want to, because we, we we really care about you know our our kids getting the whole truth, and uh, we'll look past the mask requirement as long as you don't make us wear the masks, you know, comp good compromise, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, if you could just let us know, call me back at this number if you could. Uh, we just we're curious about the firmament and um, like how far the sun and the moon are away, or if they're the same distance away, and um, yeah, that's that's about all. Unless you guys have any other questions. Um. Yeah. Are you guys still doing the Led Zeppelin laser light shows on Friday nights? Yeah. That, that's it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I wish space looked as cool as that. Honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, once again, well, yeah. So, so just to recap, if you could call us back at eight six five four six five six two seven one whenever at your earliest convenience, we want to know about. Um, the firmament, how accurate your moon to sun ratio is, and um, the Led Zeppelin laser light shows. Oh, oh and the and masks. Also, well, like we, if we don't have to wear masks, we won't be mad that you require them. Just that kind of thing, you know? If there's a presentation where we can show the children the 1986 explosion of the Space Shuttle Challenger, we'd appreciate that as well. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye. It was all, all poop water. 
Well, I think that so, went about as well as it could have gone. So, so everybody gets a fake name, but me. I gave Adam a real name. I, well, because like I was like I was kind of was like, is somebody going to jump in with a fake that? name? But then I waited Wait. and I was like, I guess I'm just, I didn't I couldn't come up with a fake name on the fly. <laughs> uh. Oh my god! Did, okay. um, well, did we, they, we can try did, a different planetarium later and see if they'll actually pick up. But I think that was an okay message. One, one in Hawaii. Isn't there one in Hawaii? There might be one in Hawaii. They'd be probably open. Ooh, more likely. Hawaii, but they usually open at night, right? Or there. they open all day? No, they're open all day. We used to go to planetariums on field trips. The one I called said it opens at 7 p.m. California time. Oh, so that's like the sexy planetarium. Late night, adults only. Yeah, they probably have like adult wine mixers. <laughs> <laughs> I got, okay, I got one. I got one hit for one that's still open. Uh, it's, it closes in half an hour. Ask about the Eagles. Don't forget to ask about the Eagles. What? This one doesn't have a phone number listed? No way. I hate it when they Places do this. don't want you to call them anymore. They want to do everything Oh, online. wait, no, it's down at the bottom. Yeah. Dude, that, that ruins Craigslist prank calls because, like, everybody's just only listing their email now because of people like me. <laughs> All right, one more planetarium, and then we'll actually get into some fact-based stuff about um, the firmament. This, I have some space station clips too. Nice. You guys think the space station's real? Yeah. What do you? Aloha and thank you for calling. The museum is open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day of the year, including all holidays, except Whoa. we are Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. New health and safety measures, including limits on capacity, have been implemented throughout our campus to keep the museum a safe place to visit and work. For more detailed information about the museum, visit our website at... I might have to bleep a lot of this out. Whoops. Comedian mail. Mailbox. I didn't mean to hit that button. Comedian mail. What the hell's going on? <laughs> what? What's happening? I, I hit Ask pound accident. You got into somebody's mailbox. <laughs> I hit pound and got into their mailbox. You got into the mailbox and it's asking for your password. Login right. incorrect. Mailbox. Try, tol- try tol- Holy God. Okay, I'm gonna this. I'm gonna have to back out and try this again. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to start hearing the Hawaiian. Well, they speak a different language in Hawaii, so it'd probably be fine. I wouldn't be able to hear what their their private business anyway. They speak Swahili there, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. Aloha thank you for calling the museum. Is it zero for operator? 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day of the year, including... There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Adam speaking. Hi, Adam. That's actually Hello? kind of funny because we have a I have one of my friends who's right here. His name is Adam. Also, that's yeah, my, cool. my my name's Adam too. Imagine that's funny. That. So when sometimes that oh, happens, okay. it makes you kind of think like, "Wow, small world, yeah." It's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, sir. Uh, so, yeah, what can I do for you? Well, uh, we're we're from out of town, and uh, we're just kind of while we're here on the, you know, around uh, the Big Island and everything, we're kind of looking for. A field trip to take our homeschool kids on and uh, 
we heard really good things about your planetarium. So we just wanted to make sure that you had uh, like, a, um, what was what was what we were looking for to see if you had any like Pink Floyd or Zeppelin light shows at certain nights? Um, the best thing to do, because like uh, they don't really inform security on this. And um, oh, what I can do yeah. is I'm going to transfer you a call. Try to see if you can actually, um, you know, to the ticket office. And then you can, you know, from there you can speak to someone. Okay. Well, so, I mean, if, you, if you're on. not doing anything, we could chit chat for a minute if you wanted. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I'm busy right now. But, uh, okay. yeah, let me, let me hey, transfer no you. Okay. Hold on. Thank you. Ooh, I like this whole music. Oh, copyright strike. Aloha. Hi. We had transferred from security. I'm not sure how we even wound up there, but uh, we're from out of town. Uh, just a okay. couple of homeschool parents, and we're looking. We we had a couple questions about the planetarium and hours of operation, yeah. and if you do laser light shows and. Okay, so uh, for the planetarium shows, uh, they will be showing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then uh, there will be a showing at 10.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., and 2.30 p.m. What bands are featured in the laser light shows? Um, I'm not sure if there's any bands that are featured in it, but um, oh. each one is about 25 minutes, and then there are also uh, different shows for each timing. Okay, well, they probably have the, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins by Leonard Nimoy, right? Once in a while, just special occasions, maybe. Um, I'm not too sure. Hmm. Uh, do, do they teach, do they teach, uh, cause we're, we're kind of particular about, um, you know, what our kids learn and everything. Do they teach about the firmament in the, uh, the planetarium presentations, right? F firmament based curriculum is what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure actually. Let me, uh, go grab a manager to, uh, who's a little bit more informed about it to talk about it. Okay. Thank you. No problem. I'll be right back. You want to take this one, Midas? <laughs> I've been talking too much. It was all, all poop water. Hello, can I help you? Uh, hi, yeah. Uh, we were, we're, uh, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Y yes. So, uh, we're, we're, we're some homeschool parents and we're going, we're thinking about visiting the planetarium and we're not sure on the, uh, the type of curriculum that we, we would need to accompany, uh, visiting the, the planetarium. And I was wondering, do you do a firmament based, uh, show or do you do a, a current science based show? Um, so this one, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to say because these are our new and I haven't seen it, like the birth of planet Earth. Um, oh. Like, uh, these are like about solar system, I believe. It's more for kids, but I don't know. Is it like fully science based? Right, 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 right. We're wondering sure. if it's more more religion based or more science science in, in, in quotes based yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that because um, yeah, I haven't. It's a it's a new yet. show. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll maybe we got the hours of the shows from um uh the, the other gentleman that we spoke with. So, uh, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I I do have, if I could just oh. jump in here for a second. Yeah. Uh, in the the formation of the earth, uh, is that what you said it was? Formation of the earth. Um, no, birth of the birth earth. Of birth of the earth. Earth. Yeah. Uh, do they do they talk about in that how the Tim Allen belts were formed? Uh, the radiation belt thing. Oh, um, I don't think so. Because it's more oh. for it's more for like kids. I don't know how old is your kids. Oh. Toby. It's more for like a elementary kids. Is not. Yeah. Well, my I don't know if, uh, if you. My, I homeschool two, um, ages 16 and 37. Um, the, the, the older one, he's, who's 37, is um, he got held oh, back a lot of homeschool grades. Uh, but the, oh. the, the 16-year-olds would probably like it, right? It's not too little kid-ish for them, maybe? Oh, they'd love it. You know. You know. Um, the, uh, I don't know, because I haven't seen I can't even tell you. But if you can call tomorrow, or um, let me have... Your name and number. Tomorrow, I can ask the planetarium people to call you back. Oh, it's a. We'll probably just call them tomorrow then, because they. And I'm sure there's a pamphlet maybe about the Tim Allen belts that they have when we stop by. Um, probably. I'm not sure. Oh, pam- pamphlets are good souvenirs. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. To, yeah. Um, are you coming tomorrow? Uh, we'll we'll probably call back tomorrow. Um, we'll we'll be in town for. Like the next couple of weeks here, out, uh, you know, wakeboarding, um, doing the kids all love. The, uh, we're gonna the kids go love lays. Are there lays available? Science based lays? Uh, no, we potato don't. Chip? Have lays. We, is there the, uh, the sandbar um, tomorrow in Conway Bay? So in the food yeah. court, is there any sort of uh, hula show or luau type um, activities? No. No, we don't have any luau shows or anything. Right now, it's because of the pandemic, so we have no guided tours or anything. Oh, but they, you don't require Lame. masks, right? We do require masks to go in. And then we oh. require a COVID um, vaccine card or a, or a oh. test. Oh, both. Okay, so you can mask and the card. Okay. Um, if we... What about religious exemptions? We're a... Oh, that Christian would be, based. Um, like a test, though. You would oh. have to have a. Well, we ho- we homeschool, so we don't believe in tests of any kind, really. You know. Um, yeah, I, but um, it's from the state government, so we, we have to oblige with it. Okay, yes, that's yeah. fine. I, I understand. Is it? I we we kind of. Let me run this one by you just real quick. If we agree not to be upset that there's mask requirements, will you agree not to make us wear masks? No, it's required oh. in the museum. Yeah. And then there's no gators, so it has to be a, uh, like a mask. There's no gators or bandanas. I thought gators were just in Florida. They have them in Hawaii? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I'm not following you. I'm sorry. Um, The mask, you know how they don't have the, uh, it's kind of like a bandana, like a gator. It's called a gator. Uh, have either of you guys ever heard of that? A gator? Yes, I have. I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, myself, no. Well, I guess all, that's all the questions we have. I'll and explain. We'll, it. Uh, I'll explain anybody it later else? Time. Anybody else have any questions? We can. We'll call back tomorrow unless you guys had anything. 
No, I wanted to um, say that Adam, the security person, was very pleasant. Oh yes, yeah, that guy. Oh, great. Yes, Adam, the Adam, the security guy, um, is very very nice and and pleasant to us. He needs a raise, probably. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell him that. <laughs> and uh, um, if you do want planetarium, um, you have questions about it, I could let them know and they could call you because they don't really have a direct line. That's why. Oh. Uh, sure. Yeah. Give give them the number. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so they want my number? Any number, if you guys have any questions, they can answer it because um, they're mostly inside a planetarium. We just have to catch them in the right time. To, oh, like uh, with a net or like a butterfly net? or <laughs> It's 865-465-6271. Uh, um, Sorry, can you say that again? Uh, 865. Yeah, it's a... It's a East Coast number, so it's because um, mm -hmm. we're out of town. That's just my cell, 865 465 6271. 865 465 6271. And then your name, also? Hello? Yeah, my name's uh, um, Don Johnston. I almost forgot my name for a second. <laughs> so I'll have them to call you tomorrow. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're Stay welcome. Stay safe. Bye. You too. Bye. All right. Well, it was a little long, a little long of a call, but it was pretty fun. And now we're, I'll have a voicemail to play tomorrow. <laughs> I hope she wrote down all our questions, especially about the Led Zeppelin light show. It was a good call, Adam, on that one. Oh, shit. How long have I been been talking, but it's not been going through to clean feed. It's just been going through to the stream. Sorry about that. Hello. Okay, I was only going a couple minutes. <laughs> well, Hello. it's all going to be on the recording, but yeah, you didn't hear any of what I was saying. You, Everybody else did, I think, but not the two did you, co hosts. Uh, what happened? You gave, uh, you gave I'm using nice... clean feed, but not my mic, so it was like everybody was hearing it except for you two, because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. But NetNed put this in the chat. Hello, children. My name is Dr. Adams. Welcome to the Planetarium. I thought it was Planetarium. <laughs> well, it is, but I have a bone disease, which impedes my ability to pronounce the T in Planetarium. That's a pretty weird bone disease. Yes, perhaps someday I can get a bone marrow transplant. Nice. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for some... You guys have anything uh, space-wise? What happened in the rest of the call? Yeah. Are they going to give you a call tomorrow? Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys couldn't hear any of that. I wonder how long I was... God. I, I had just said, give him, give her the number. And then <laughs> okay. it was... Uh, so w me and her were hearing each other, and the people listening were hearing it, and the recording got it, but you guys just couldn't hear shit, because I forgot to unmute my fucking... Wow. I'm an idiot. All right. Well, uh, the, they, they're going to leave me a voicemail tomorrow, and hopefully she wrote down all our questions about, like, the Led Zeppelin... Uh, the Zeppelin... Um, Laser show and the uh, firmament-based curriculum and all that. Is that a thing? Do they do laser light shows at planetariums elsewhere? Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Portland, Oregon. They had this thing here called OMSI, the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry, and it was like a children's museum. But they used to have laser light shows, like at they night, featured different different bands during the summer. You'd have like a Metallica night, 
Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I've, I've been to one of those shows. I think it was a Floyd one in Ohio. Yeah. Anyway, I have to go. Um, did you guys have any um, space-related stuff I, you wanted to get I, to? I, now that we talked to the planetarium, I think that's that w- that we took that uh, bit as far as we possibly could. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> uh, I, I, I listened to this podcast YouTube channel hybrid thing called Deep Thoughts Radio sometimes. And he was just talking about a bunch of space stuff on his most recent bonus episode. And I sent you some clips. I don't remember what I named them. Um, let's see. It's going to be. Oh, shit. The, Where'd you uh, send them? Twitter? Oh, yeah. I, sent, I thought I sent a link on Twitter. You probably did. I just haven't been messing with my phone in half an hour at least. Um, let's pull them up. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, I can. I can have to log into the thing. Oh, sexy. Yep. This beer so Adam, is I just, not bad. Adam, I just started listening to Deborah Gets Red Pill. I have listened to about three episodes today, and I'm Which enjoying the show. Which one you here? Oh, Thanks, wow. Um, let's see. I think we, I did the... I have to pull it up on my phone. Everybody's on their phone. The latest one's the um, reunion one, right? Where you guys talked about Rogan and the and Sanjay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, liked yeah. that one. Yeah, that was good. I, I, uh, I had to... It, I have missed episodes here and there, but hearing the show from its early inception compared to now, Deborah has definitely gotten pretty red-pilled compared to how she started, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to switch it up, so I broke the show up into into three the different obvious. shows. So I'm just doing, um, I'm doing like a hardcore conspiracy show with my friend, Chud. And then uh, my wife and That's I... That's a fantastic bought, name. <laughs> yeah, Chud X is his name. Um... <laughs> And uh, my wife and I just bought like a bunch of land up here in rural Oregon, and so nice. we're doing like a, a homestead show. And then Deborah and I are doing like a, just a one-on-one chat show, just because I didn't feel like teaching her about like Nephilims or flat Earth was really like. <laughs> They're both on the same feed, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's all under the same RSS feed, just so I don't have to like go promote three new shows. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been liking it. Um, cool. So yeah, I guess thanks, I, man. We got right into it up top. I did. I didn't uh, give a proper introduction other than n- names and pleasantries. But yeah, it's uh, Adam of Deborah gets red pilled. Who's got a lot going on, and that's. Um, I mean, I'm sub- I'm subscribed to it in the apps. What's the website for that? Oh, we don't have a website. No, just, well, that's uh, why just, I didn't know about it. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just podcatchers and still on YouTube. So nice. So and then, far. Uh, yeah, for now. And then we got uh, Mead is obviously returning for what the, was this the fourth time now or something? So, something like that. Yeah. yeah we did, it's we did uh, the moon, time travel, and then the 100th episode. So. That's right. And that 100th episode was train wreck in a good way. <laughs> um, so we had, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, you got Fun Fact Friday, obviously, which you just secured a parade float for. Yeah. We're going to be in the Christmas parade here locally. Awesome. <laughs> We're gonna live broadcast from the back of the truck. It's gonna be awesome. That's pretty that's pretty badass. Are you gonna I'm, decorate uh, the There truck is gonna up? be video of this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna um we're gonna my wife's gonna gonna have I'm either gonna put it up on a tripod and just record the whole thing um from the inside the truck also, or um you know, something like that. We'll, there'll be video, there'll be pictures awesome. and I'm going to have a banner on the side of the truck that has a QR code that goes straight to the subscription 
and the live feed. That's badass. And then, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to be uh, pimping out new podcast apps.com and podcast 2.0 certified and all that stuff too. So the banner is going to just be filled with logos. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure Adam <laughs> and John would love to see some pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Adam's already asked for pictures on no agenda social. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. He's so like, yeah. yeah take pictures. And then you got Amidas Pod, which is um, my personal favorite. Uh, and then what's the meet us, meet us live? Is that, I, yeah, is that, that happening it's in or? the works okay. it's, right now? It's just, um, I've got a bunch of copyright free music playing. Um, kind of just like chill techno stuff. Oh, I um, meant you're like solo. Talk, or is that? Yeah. The, the podcast itself, um, live show. I don't know if I'm actually going to release it as a podcast. It might just be live show. Um, I haven't decided yet. And, uh, so, you know, if, you know, ethereal, so it goes away. Um, but it's yeah, always fun it's to basically going to be, yeah, just me. Um, I'm going to try and make it a useful show. I'm going to talk to people about like how, how they, whatever their process is for whatever they're doing, either the hobby or their job, um, you know, tips and tricks for life, essentially. Try and make it useful. Nice. I got a Bimrose really bad. This beer is really getting to me. Do you want me yeah. to... Uh, can I, can we can we get to these clips in like thirty seconds while you stall for me? Yeah, no problem. You promised you were good at stalling, so yeah. So a Adam, yeah. I listened to the uh, let's see the Bible episode. I think it was thirty six. Okay. Um, was it was it a uh, yeah? Go ahead. Deborah, get yeah. The uh, let's see the Bible, occultism, and spirit cooking, <laughs> spiritual healing, not spirit cooking. Listen to something else about spirit cooking. Um, okay. And then I had not heard about Tartaria. Yeah. And you mentioned in that episode, but I didn't get to listen to the next episode, which is Make Tartaria Great Again. With, um, yeah, with Ryan Alexander. Right. I haven't listened to that one yet, but I'm very interested because I just uh, did a quick DuckDuckGo on Tartaria, and it looks very interesting to me. Yeah. Well, um, be careful. Be careful what you wish for, because once you start, you can't stop, man. Oh, it's, I uh, love rabbit holes. <laughs> it's never, never ending, man. It's That's funny you fantastic. looked it. You looked it up on uh, DuckDuckGo, and you got some cool stuff out of it. Um, my wife had a friend in town last weekend, and she looked it up on Google, and it, in the first uh, article that came up was something from Bloomberg, I think, and it was uh -huh. like Tar Tartaria, the QAnon of architecture. Oh man, that's fantastic! Yeah. Just, how, yeah. how much are they going to milk the QAnon thing? Yeah. I mean, but, it deserves um, to be milked, but <laughs> I feel a lot better. Yeah, she, this girl, flipped out on me. Like, you know how people get um, really mad at people for like flat Earth stuff, right? Yeah, they they get livid about it. Yeah, which I can't understand. I tried <coughs> to just give this girl. I tried to. Yeah, I tried to give this girl the uh, just the Cliff's notes on Tartaria, and she freaked out, dude. It. <sighs> So like all the stuff that like, I don't know how I haven't heard of Tartaria. I'm I dig around and go down rabbit holes all the time, and I don't know how I've yeah. Never can you heard give us like before. the beginner's nutshell on what that is? Because I haven't heard of it either. It's just um, the thought that there was a worldwide empire called Tartaria, and they created you know they built all these uh, fantastically huge um structures all over the world and then the the 
they were wiped out by a cataclysmic event that most people refer to as the mud flood. But all this, uh, all these buildings were left and that we just kind of inherited them. So like a lot of the stuff that you see still being used today was already here. So this is fairly our, recent then. This would be like yeah. way after the pyramids. It's yeah, it's 1850 oh. forward pretty much. You know what? I watched a whole video on this, and I just didn't connect the name to it. Yeah, so most people that are deep into it think that anything before about that timeline, um, you know, just the history and the timeline's been been super messed with. So, so it's like, like last Tuesdayism, but the uh, 1850s instead of last Tuesday. I think so. Yeah. Are you are you familiar so, with the last Tuesdayism? No, go for it. Basically, nothing existed before last Tuesday. Prove me wrong. Everything came into existence exactly how it was last Tuesday, including your brain and all the pathways in it. Uh, everything came into existence in a working state last Tuesday, and there's no way that you can prove otherwise. Yeah, that really messes so, with your brain when you try to think right. about it and how, how I would <laughs> Whoa, try to man. explain it that to you, dude. Oh, man. Crazy. That, that would have made my wife's, my wife's friends super angry if I would have done that. We, we, you know, here's, <laughs> here's what, one. here's what, uh, I've been using lately about like the moon landing, but you could apply it to flat earth and the firmament and all that too. It's like when you just lay, like lay this on somebody. Okay, Alex Jones is absolutely crazy, right? Nothing he says is true. Uh, inevitably, this type of person that you're talking to will always go, yeah. Like, yeah. well, Alex Jones believes the moon landing happened and that the Earth is a globe. And they're like, shit. Yeah, perfect. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right, then, uh, and then if they say, well, he's right about that, be like, well, what else is he right about? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my bell? Yes. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson's told us recently that it's more of an ovular sh pear shape. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah a pear shape. You just like put an image of a like just hold a pear and like look at the shape. It's like is that's not what they teach me in school. Pear shape. Yeah, that's yeah. not the pictures I've seen from NASA. Pictures yeah. I've seen from NASA. It's a little blue marble. Well, okay, this kind of leads me. Uh, if you don't care, me just into a Neil deGrasse Tyson clip that we can detour on real quick. Get it. All right. This is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson doing what he loves to do and debunking the moon landing was fake theory. By the way, that's not him playing the drums. Have you really thought about what it would take to fake a moon landing? Because the rocket did launch. We all saw the rocket launch. Okay, let's break that down. I didn't the rocket launched. Yes, and that's not proof. No. So, proof number one. Yeah, fail. <laughs> we all saw the rocket launch. Okay? So, there's hardware there. They're, they're like office buildings of blueprints for the design of the Saturn V rocket. Okay. Stop. I've got uh, Okay, I've got an art book from a video game where there is just pages and pages and pages and pages of fictional weapons. Yes. Bingo. Yeah, and yeah, there's I mean, there are going back to the Lord of the Rings thing we were talking about. There was like a whole history book, the longest Lord of the Rings book. What's it called? There's a 
the Cimmerillion was Cimmerillion. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) just because you have a bunch of paperwork on something, dude, if having a bunch of paperwork made something true, the IRS would be out of business. Yeah. (laughs) Blueprints for the design of the Saturn V rocket. The the hundreds of of engineering hours that went behind this and the records of those designs. Okay, so the records of the designs, which I think were lost, but, you know, okay. And then hundreds of engineering hours, as if the government doesn't pay people to just pretend to work all the time in every department. Yeah, what do they get, like 50, $56 million a day or something is the budget of NASA? Yeah, yeah. close to $60 million a day. Yeah, so all, and it, it bothers me that this is Neil deGrasse Tyson, no matter who's talking to him, like he did this on Rogan too, but this is for like NPR or some bullshit. Like his go-to, the moon landing was real defense is, it'd be too hard to fake Think about all the paperwork you'd have to forge. Somebody printed out some papers. Therefore, (laughs) the best evidence that it was real. Yeah, it'd be harder to fake than it would be actually to go to the moon. Yeah. Logical fallacy after logical fallacy here with this guy. But I mean, and he's an alleged rapist. So designs, (laughs) if you wanted to fake the moon landing, you would have to fake all of these documents. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> I need that as an ISO. You would have to fake all of these documents. Whoa. And it just seems to me it's way easier to just go to the moon. <laughs> Has anyone no. considered that? <laughs> just go to the moon. That's easier than faking all of this. Is it? So, uh, no, but yeah, we went to the moon. By the way, that was the whole segment on the moon landing. The name of this video is called that Neil deGrasse it. Tyson, Did We Go to the Moon? They lead that off with it. that question, and then he answers like 20 more irrelevant questions. That was the, oh, all this his evidence. in the show notes, right? Oh, I'll have is yeah, that the whole thing? It. I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, that was the only moon coverage in that whole video titled Neil deGrasse Tyson, Did We Go to the Moon? And then... That's all his evidence is. It's like, it'd be hard to fake the paperwork. You had tons of man hours and people had blueprints for it. And you had a great point. It's like, there's <laughs> blueprints. There's so many fake blueprints. Like, Leonardo da Vinci had blueprints for a helicopter. Does he, did he actually fly a helicopter back then? Did he get uh, Rogan to flip on the moon landing? Yeah, but Rogan's kind of dipped his toes back into it. Okay. Uh, at least being agnostic on it now. But I remember that was the first time I really got pissed at Rogan was way back when he was always talking about how it was obviously fake and there's no way they did it. And he has Neil deGrasse Tyson on the first time. He's like, I guess it was real. Like, dude. Maybe he just uh, got tired of hearing about it from people. Maybe it was marketing. Well, yeah, there's also. Yeah. I mean, once you get an audience that big. But okay, so here's a here's just a clip. And I think you you or I or both of us brought this uh, clip and I think uh, Adam played it on Hog Story, but we in our Moon episode fifty, which I'll put in the show notes. Meet us, you and I had this clip, but just just when Neil deGrasse Tyson says there's all these blueprints of like how they like built the technology to get to the Moon. I'd this go is to the NASA astronaut Don Petit or Don Pettit, however you say it. I'd go to the Moon in a oh, nanosecond. 
Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. The problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. Office buildings of blueprints for the design <laughs> of the Saturn V rocket. The, the hundreds of, of engineering hours that went behind this and the records of those designs. Huh. What? <laughs> Something's not adding up with air. I don't know. Yeah. They don't have the technology to build it and they destroy the technology. It sounds like they destroyed the blueprints for the technology if they don't know how to do it anymore. I do, I do, yeah. I, the fact that then this stuff doesn't exist anymore and that we can't figure it out. I can I can take my phone and and shoot 4K video and have it streamed instantly across the entire globe with my little, you know, $500 phone. You mean across the entire time. plane? <laughs> I said planet. I didn't say what shape it was. You said globe, man. I don't make Did to I rewind say globe? <laughs> you, globe? You can rewind it if I said globe. I'm uh, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Earth is a post. sphere. Is a Wait, give me, a, give me a, just give me a, a un... Give me a raw cut of you saying planet. Planet. <laughs> okay, and then, and then I'll go back and edit that in and take out where you said globe. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right, just, just, while, just while we're on the uh, charlatan scientist kick, I got to build an eye clip, too. But when it comes to moon landings... And just like the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, this is the whole clip about... There's no before or after regarding the moon. This is his whole presentation on why the moon landing was real from Bill Nye. But when it comes to moon landings, just ask the person how you would generate all that paperwork. <laughs> These guys with the fucking paperwork. What the fuck is going? That's like your go to evidence. Why, why are they going all in on paperwork? Paper? There's no way to print all these papers. We It'd be so, so much easier to travel 240,000 miles and back into space with a pocket calculator on on jets. Through yeah. thousands of miles of 3,000 degree atmosphere. With, yeah. a ca with a car on board that's bigger with than the spaceship. And, and, and you, some aluminum. And you gotta go through the <laughs> Tim Allen radiation belts. Yeah. Ooh? Ask the person how you would generate all that paperwork. The warehouse is full of documentation that NASA created uh, to make landings on the moon. It would overwhelm any, anybody trying to do it on the side. It would just be very difficult to print all that. <laughs> now, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't think about this. Um, I, okay, I, I got a printer in my closet. It's, a, uh, it's just a laser printer, but real basic. I have never once... Press Control P on my keyboard and enter, and it just printed. Every single time, I have to uninstall and reinstall the drivers. Or I don't know, it's a Windows issue. I could see easier on Linux, but yeah, but they didn't really have the that printers were were pretty more straight, pretty much straightforward oh, yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, because this the is like 1968, Yeah, yeah, they were working the, with those uh, Ditto machines. Remember the, those? The you didn't have to get all those drivers. Data. Oki data uh, laser or not laser dot matrix printer. I had one of those for like 20 years and it never once messed up on me. So, yeah, now this is this is some bullshit. <laughs> I just just <laughs> it's like think about how hard it would be to print all that. 
inside. You just, it'd just be very difficult to print all that. Yeah, what the fuck? All the right. worst part is that he's sitting there thinking, <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> yeah. I just like, it's like, this, this, like both those guys, their number one, like, go-to proof we went to the moon is the fucking paperwork. There's a paper trail. <laughs> you can't just make up stuff and print it out. Nobody's ever written a fiction book before or a fake blueprint. <laughs> You can't just make stuff up and print it. That's proof we went to the moon, man. Good God. I didn't do fucking shit. All right. uh, Last last clip. This one's long, so let me know if at any point it triggers something. At least this is the last clip related to that, and then we can get into yours. Adam or Metis, either one of you, at some point, have uh, want me to pause it? Just shout, because this is a little longer. Curiosity, technology, and sheer force of will. Neil Armstrong stepped onto the surface of the moon in an event broadcast live to over 500 million people. A small camera strapped upside down to the Apollo 11 lunar module transmitted this incredible moment to Earth in stark black and white at 10 frames per second. The seven pound Westinghouse SSTV space camera was a technological feat, but there was a problem. The space camera couldn't broadcast in the right resolution or frame rate for television. So in order to show the world this momentous occasion, engineers at NASA tracking stations took the lunar signal, displayed it on a 10 inch video monitor and used TV cameras to literally film the monitor. This recording, with different contrast, brightness, and resolution, was broadcast worldwide. However, the original, raw, high-resolution stream was also recorded onto one-inch telemetry tapes as a backup. Those historically valuable tapes were stored away until the early 1980s, which is when NASA completely lost track of them. That's right, (laughs) NASA lost the original recordings of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Well, maybe lost isn't quite the right word. The original tapes were most likely reused or overwritten with low-resolution satellite imagery for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, because they were running out of tapes. Gone. Seemingly forever. I just want to throw something in here. It's not that hard to, like, fake a bunch of documentation, blueprints, and footage when you lose all of it anyway. So you don't even have to fake it if you just could, like, you could have never had it in the first place and then be like, we lost it. It's I it's the know, my I, dog ate my homework thing. I would like to use the cliche. Yeah, it just reminds me of like, you know, you used to when you'd have like a old old VHS tape that you you taped some some movie off the TV on with the commercials and everything and then you come home and your dad's taped over it with the with the A's game. Some yeah, it's so stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Who believes it? I. What did they tape over it with? Lo, satellite I images. Mean, wh- oh, by the way, they show footage in this video of the satellite imagery that they used um, of like Earth and the satellite and frame and stuff that they used to tape over a bunch of the moon ma- mission stuff. And it looks so bad. Like it looks terrible. It's like that. If that's Earth, <clears throat> like it looks like lost in space, like when they show like a planet. It's a styrofoam ball. Pretty much. Uh, it's like really bad. And there's all these clouds and like uh, like what looks like a hurricane, but the clouds aren't moving after a long period of time. And you're like, 
I don't know, man. This looks pretty like this. This looks worse than the moon landing as far as like the 80s satellite footage that they taped over the moon landing with. It's like you it's like you basically what I, it's it's almost like uh, to use a metaphor. It's like they got a splinter, so they cut off their finger. They're like, this moon landing footage is pretty bad. Like, we got to tape over this because this is, like, terrible. And they tape over it with something that looks even way worse. It's like... That's funny. Uh, yeah. I'll have to put that in the... That'll be in the show notes, too. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's real satellite footage. But to me, I was like, that just screamed fake. Uh, But yeah, I'll keep going with this unless anybody had any... No, go for it. Because they were running out of tapes. Gone. Seemingly forever. Columbia, this is Houston reading you loud and clear over. But that's not the end of the story. In 2006, NASA announced they were going to try to track down any original high-resolution copies. The search team was headed by Richard Natsker, a former NASA engineer who oversaw the original Apollo 11 broadcast, along with Stan LeBar, the man who designed the original Westinghouse lunar camera and other key figures involved in the 1969 broadcast. In an article by Wired, the team described the process of hunting through 4 million boxes at the Washington National Records Center. These records are not organized, digitized and not efficiently cataloged. Thousands of boxes were destroyed by a sprinkler system. The warehouse is full of documentation that NASA created uh, to make landings on the moon would overwhelm any anybody trying to do it on the side. You just, it'd just be very difficult to print all that. 140,000 tapes from the Apollo era were checked out and never returned. Some of the places that they were sent had their contents destroyed, erased, or simply degraded. Hold, there for, a Hold that for a second. <laughs> I didn't fucking do this! <laughs> what? So somebody somebody checked out the tapes like from the library. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'll, I'll go I'll go back because like right before I put in Bill Knight, you know, it's like a sprinkler system destroyed a bunch of tapes and documents, it, it, and then and then like uh, somebody checked out over a hundred and forty thousand reels of tapes and never returned them. It's like what's what is the late, this? What's like the late the library what's the late in Podunk, that, Alabama? Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the Huntsville, Alabama library. What's the late fee? <laughs> Hey, just bring it back whenever you get around to it. No need to take your name or number down. <laughs> we trust you. You got you got an honest face. You got an honest face there. So friend. they taped over it. Sprinkler sprinkler system destroyed a bunch, and they were just letting people walk out with tapes. I mean, like, yeah, it's like who's running this shit? It's like I feel like NASA is like, um, it's like Saturday Night Live in around that same era in the seventies and eighties. Where it was like everybody's just coked out of their heads and not like nobody knows what's going on. They're just constant lines of coke on the table. Yeah, man, take those tapes. I know you'll bring them back, dude. <laughs> I'm going to roll up these tapes and snort some coke with them. <laughs> Space dust. <laughs> Full of documentation that NASA created. 
uh, to yeah, sure. make landings on the moon would overwhelm any anybody trying to do it on the side. You just it'd just be very difficult to print all that. A hundred and forty thousand tapes from the Apollo era were checked out and never returned. Some of the places that they were sent had their contents destroyed, erased, or simply degraded through bad storage. Uh, <laughs> the records clearly showed that uh, there's an inescapable conclusion that this team has has reached, and that is that these forty five tapes were included in the several hundred thousand that were pulled out, recertified, degaussed, and put back into the network. Uh, the slow scan recordings are no longer. Yes, the original lost Apollo 11 tapes are most likely overwritten with outdated satellite imagery. Oh. I didn't fucking do this! I didn't do fucking shit! <laughs> it don't make no sense. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. Now, is it possible? <laughs> Sorry. Is it, 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 on it is drink. possible. I've met some people uh, who, who work for government and get paid quite well who would do something like that and be like, oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's possible it's not like in, in a few isolated impossible. incidents, but like 140,000 reels of tape. And that's just one yeah, example of how they lost the footage. So I mean, the sprinkler system is probably the most checkouts. believable one, honestly. Yeah. Especially if everybody's yeah. just like, this is back when you could smoke cigarettes indoors. So it's like everybody, <laughs> every the smoke alarms were probably going off it was, pretty. It was required, I believe. <laughs> yeah. God, I was born too late. Those were the days, man. I remember you when you could uh, smoke in Bob Evans and Golden Corral when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But I was. Did you guys, did? are you guys old enough to have watched the. The Challenger explode while you were in school. I was, was about a decade before young. I was born. I was born in okay. eighty two. So yeah, I was born in so ninety four. I, yeah, I, I was in kinder. I was in kindergarten, man. And they made you watch it so, in school, like nine eleven. Well, yeah, we watched it live. Oh, that's they right. Yeah, it, they, they wheeled in the TV on the little cart, you know, and uh, yeah, showed it to us as it happened. It's so funny The two of the episodes that I listened to today, you mentioned the, uh, that exact thing. They wheeled it on the cart. You told that exact story on one of the episodes I listened to today of Deborah gets red pilled. And then the thing about your dad taping over the tapes <laughs> I listened to today. So those two episodes you've, <laughs> well, your dad should work for NASA. Synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's qualified. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a lot more probably be a hey. lot more interesting than he is. So for the last application question, I have one one simple question for you, sir. Um, are you any good at erasing historical events on magnetic tapes? <laughs> You're hired. You're hired, and an instant raise. <laughs> uh, get to degaussing, son. <laughs> oh man. All right. The, 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 the. That's uh. I mean, I got I got some more stuff we can go through, but what you got me just. Okay, so uh, let's see. What did I what did I clip? I didn't clip much because most of the videos that I was thinking about bringing is just bad background music with like text on the screen and then the image that they're talking about with the text. Flat Earth, one hundred percent proof. Yeah, one hundred percent proof. Eat that globe earther. <laughs> not um, to not to get off on a tangent, but real quick, I my buddy who's a huge flat earther, the first time he sent me a flat earth video, it was hundred percent proof, like flat earth total proof. 
And some of it was like pretty compelling, like NASA faking stuff, which doesn't mean the Earth is flat, but the space station stuff, a lot of it's fake. But like one of the like it was like total proof and it was a couple things that got my attention. But a lot of it was like clips of Always Sunny where they're like deproving, de disproving evolution. So it's like you pour through the data yourself, the, the scientific documents. It's like, no. Oh, so you take it on faith. It's like a, qu a clip of Always Sunny. While interesting right. and funny, I wouldn't consider total proof that the Earth is flat. No. I do I, like the show, though. My my, I've never I've watched one episode of that show ever. Oh, it's so um, good. it's good. Show. I hear I hear it's pretty good. Um, if you like Arrested Development, it's pretty much on par. Yeah, I like I like Arrested Development. It's I never watched similar. the last season though. I never watched the last season. But yeah, on the flat Earth thing, I I don't I don't know if the Earth is flat. It doesn't really affect me. I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Either way, um, well not tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. It's fantastic, but. I just like the questions they're asking. You know, where do you get your information? Who do you trust and why is the part of it that I like? You know, yeah. you've been told this thing, you believe this thing, but why? Why do you believe this thing? Because you were told it. Okay, who told it? And then you can go down that that rabbit hole. I just like the questions that are being asked. Yeah, the so. whole thing about it too is that most people that believe in a in a flat earth model, know the globe earth model better than people who believe the earth's a globe. So that's right. a good point, actually. I am pretty smart. Yay. <laughs> yes, I am smart. Yeah. Um, the, the clips that I brought, um, it's this, the show, uh, deep thoughts radio. And he talks about a different thing. Every episode, um, he's gone quite in, into quite a few deep dives into the moon uh, space station, space itself, the atmosphere, lots of things like that. Play, um, he's talking about the Mars drone in Get to the Chopper. There ain't nothing on Mars. I don't care what you think. There's nothing on Mars. A helicopter flew. A helicopter drone flew on Mars, 1% atmosphere. The speed by which that propeller would have to turn to create any lift in 1% atmosphere, which I think is technically and in, feasibly mathematically impossible, no matter what they tell you, it would liquefy the metal. That's how fast that thing would have to turn. All bullshit, and everyone's just sitting there with a great big spoon shoveling that stuff down their gully, right? <laughs> so I didn't it's think bullshit. about that when we were, when they were talking about because of Bart Sibrell. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Simple. I didn't know it would autoplay on here. My bad. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know enough about helicopters or drones to, you know, talk about what he was saying. But, yeah, it's one percent of the atmosphere. Granted, it's one third of the, the gravity or something like that. But still, he makes a good point about that. How fast would the props have to spend on that little drone? to get enough lift to fly up and, and get the images. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, but it's stuff like that, that I didn't think about when the, they were talking about that helicopter on Mars and, you know, I, I could go dig into it and I probably will because I'm genuinely curious about it, but uh, it does seem a little fishy and everybody's just all, Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. But then you think, like, wait a minute, helicopters need air to fly, right? <laughs> Was it was so, it a NASA drone? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a NASA drone. Well, that's all I need. <laughs> it makes its own air. Yeah. It, okay. Why would they fake that? Can you imagine how much paperwork it would take to fake a helicopter <laughs> on Mars? Yeah. 
I mean, that's got to be at least two yeah. reams of paper, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, College yeah. ruled ridiculous. probably. <laughs> and, Not wide and, ruled. Uh, right. Yeah. So uh, the next one is talking about the Van Allen belt um, and, you know, going through the Van Allen belt. Go ahead. Tim Allen. Tim we were Allen. aware because of Bart Sabrell. Sibrel. Oh, Sibrel. I call him Bart Sabrell. I told you last episode, I think, right, that I met, I've hung out with him a couple times. Did he punch Bart you Sabrell? in the stomach? No. He told me that no, Planet he got, X he got, was going to destroy Earth got, in 2016. He got punched by Buzz Aldrin, right? Yeah. Or by Neil Armstrong. He got arrested in Nashville for jumping up and down on top of a taxi cab when he was pissed off. <laughs> the mugshot's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he was he couldn't have been a nicer guy, but he's out there, man. But I like Bart. He's cool. Hates Flat Earth. Yeah, he, he said he hates Flat Earth. He hates Flat Earth. Yeah, yeah it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I, the conspiracy theorists have more of a reason to be mad about Flat Earth than, like, the NASA people because it makes the conspiracy theorists are like, man, I've been talking about how the moon landing was fake for 30 years and now these motherfuckers are coming in making me look crazy with this Flat Earth shit. <laughs> get, get off of my lawn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, Bart Sabrell, Ben L. Tim L. We were aware because of Bart Sabrell. Sibril, I keep saying his name wrong, that the capsule, the Apollo capsule, is made of one quarter inch aluminum. Aluminum has never been known on planet Earth to shield itself or its occupants from radiation. But we know now, one, that the Van Allen belts are there, something that wasn't readily known in 69, even though it had been sort of theorized on paper even though the astronauts weren't told about it, such that when Sibrel interviews them in 2003-ish, they have no idea what the Van Halen belts are. The obvious question is, okay, oh, God, you've been... Sorry, I keep doing that. It's going to autoplay. Okay, so first of all, if aluminum doesn't block any radiation whatsoever, what's the point of a tinfoil hat? Yeah. Tinfoil hat is a... Do not put a tinfoil hat on it. Amplifies. That's what I've heard. The one with the, the point on it, that's an antenna. Are you dumb? Come on. <laughs> yeah, and it just bounces it around inside there, right? It just gets trapped and keeps bouncing and on the end. You're cooking your brain. Okay. What how come, okay, so Adam and John in? have both been suggesting the Faraday cage beanie. That'd be the same thing, right? No. Good God. All right, do your own research on this one. <laughs> what's, a Faraday, what's a Faraday cage made out of? Wouldn't it, um, if it's not Ooh, fully enclosed, wouldn't any... Right now. Wait, okay. I'm what? You were a robot for a second. Am I still? You're fine. No, you're good. No, you're good. Okay, so maybe I'm completely... What do they make a Faraday cage out of? Because I thought it's basically... It just blocks signals from coming out. So if it's not fully enclosed and some gets in there, wouldn't it still yeah, just keep bouncing around? Enclosed. Yeah, yeah. So, so a, a Faraday, Faraday cage, cage beanie... has to be fully closed up. So a Faraday cage beanie would make it worse, right? Because it would trap yes. it in there. Yeah. So yeah, you don't why are Adam and John to keep suggesting a Faraday cage beanie? Because they're an entertainment show. What if I would have went out and bought one and funny. gotten brain cancer? I I think they have like some kind of LLC where they wouldn't be held liable. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> Scientists do science. They do. <laughs> now, if, if tinfoil hats worked, I mean, what what do they cook potatoes in? I, I, I like what, what do they bake them in? They wrap them in tinfoil, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> but you don't put that in the microwave with tinfoil on. Put it in the oven. You don't? <laughs> I mean, you could. So, All right, what's your, what's your so last the whole book? thing is this whole thing about aluminum won't protect from the radiation. What about the, the fucking film on the on the yeah. camera that's mounted to the bottom of the the space shuttle? Like that's gonna make it through the through the Van Allen radiation belts. Speed force protects it. So what space what are they protect. saying? They're saying they didn't know they couldn't prove that they were there in the sixties when they when they launched the Apollo missions. What are they saying about they didn't know about them in two thousand three either? Two thousand. Well, we played that clip uh, several clips last show, right? The moon, last moon one where all the oh, astronauts the are saying soon yeah. we'll be able to leave low Earth orbit for the first yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the first time. They say it for the first time, and then they talk about going to the moon for the first time. Um, the thing about the Van Allen belt, I cannot find it anywhere. There's a clip of somebody from NASA. Basically, they were asked about you know why weren't the astronauts harmed by the Van Allen belt when they went through it. And the answer was, well, we didn't know about the Van Allen belt back then. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that old thing, you know, like uh, uh, a bumblebee's wings can't physically lift a bumblebee no matter how fast they flap. And yet bumblebees can fly. How is that possible? Well, well bumblebees don't know physics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's just I, I can't find that clip anywhere. I've I've dug and dug and dug. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's I do so, remember that one though. That's um, yeah, you've uh, you, okay. So somebody else has heard it, and it's not just something that I, I dreamt up. You know what? I might remember it because you told me about it last show. Oh last no! Show. I don't know. I've what heard if I this, made this whole thing up? I've heard this before. <laughs> I could have told you last time. See, I gotta stop being a guest multiple times on a show. That way you're never held responsible for anything you say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. What do you got? What do you got in this last clip? I've 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 already accidentally heard the beginning oh, of it yeah, twice. Yeah, but- yeah. This this is um this is some ex CIA guy. I think he's dead now from COVID. No such thing. Um and he was No uh, such thing as ex CIA. Well, th- um well he's uh, anywho. <laughs> He uh the, the video on BitChute said XCIA uh is talking about NASA. So just yeah. Let's... So Mike Mike Baker. Yeah. Uh, Mike Baker's uh, XCIA, like I'm ex Navy SEAL. Wait, yeah, no, that no. doesn't make any sense. Mike say Mike Mike, Mike Baker is XCIA like I'm an ex beer drinker. How about that? Got it. Because I'm drinking a beer right now. That made more sense to my first comparison. I went to look for it. The obvious question. Shoot. I typed in butt shoot. Uh, you care to share with the class what you found? <laughs> I will post it in the chat. Uh-oh. Is this safe for work? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, just play the NASA CIA. I'm sorry. I was something. looking for the butt shoot link. I was curious. Oh. <laughs> gotta, the obvious question the is, okay, you've been a senior CIA officer, and uh, do you believe this? Yes, I believe this. Uh, however, Wait a minute, is this clarify- guy interviewing himself? Uh, Did he just <laughs> ask himself a question and then answer it? 
<laughs> okay, so in the video, he's sitting at this like it looks like a, a round table. I'm trying to find the video right now. Um, his name is Robert David Steele, and he is doing it. He's sitting at like a almost looks like a panel at a con, but it's something to do with. Uh, I'm finding it. Give me a minute. My keyboard's too loud to leave my mic on while I type. No, it's it gives uh, it gives an aesthetic like uh, like strong bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's look on the bit shoot for the CIA the NASA. Now, CIA NASA, Robert David Steele. And that should have been in your history books at school. Okay, so I, I, can, uh, I can continue David. this clip. I can restart yeah, this play, clip. Go ahead, go ahead and play the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just to see if anything freaks me out, like the fact that he's interviewing himself. I'm already suspicious of this guy. The obvious question is, okay, you've been a senior CIA officer, and uh, do you believe this? Yes, I believe this. Uh, however, let me clarify that 90% of the people in CIA are good people trapped in a bad system, and there are at least seven CIAs, okay? Whoa. So CIA is not a monolithic organization. Also, when we, against the orders of President Truman, when Alan Dulles brought in all the Nazi scientists and so forth, they went to two places. They went to CIA and they went to the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, which in our world we call it not a space agency. <laughs> and as Kathy O'Brien has said so clearly, that's where the bulk of the mind control has been done. So just to, to mention the seven CIAs as a partial and very brief answer to your question. What were the seven CIAs? Do you remember? Damn, it he's doesn't. up on the Kathy O'Brien is is involved with NASA. Um, so yeah, this was he's sitting in a little he's like in a robe in front of a microphone talking to some people. <laughs> he's he's a uh, chief counsel of the International Tribunal for Natural Justice, is what this is from. Um, uh, it's that sounds made inquiry up. into human inquiry into human trafficking, <laughs> and he's going off about the CIA and NASA. <laughs> Okay, what's it called again? But He's part of the International what? International Tribunal for Natural Justice. Mm. ITNJ Judicial Commission on Inquiry into Human Trafficking and Child Sex Abuse is what it says in the bottom, the lower third. Wow. Um, but the part that gets me about it is the uh, the uh, I wasn't listening because I was trying to do stuff. Anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> The part where he's talking about how NASA gets all the mind control done or something like that. Um, should we should I back it up for that clip? Yeah, it's only like 10 seconds or something. The obvious question is, OK, you've been a senior. It's not a monolithic organization. Also, when we against the orders of President Truman, when Alan Dulles brought in all the Nazi scientists and so forth, they went to two places. They went to CIA and they went to the National Aeronautics and Space Administration which in our world we call it not a space agency. And as Kathy O'Brien has said so clearly, that's where the bulk of the mind control has been done. So just to, to mm. mention the seven CIAs is a partial and very brief answer to your question. So, yeah. Okay, well, um, he, so the, that's where the bulk of the mind control has been done, right? So that he's saying that, like, it's like what Eddie Bravo always talks about. It's like, what are, they, what are the two things that are totally fake that they try to get your kids obsessed with in school and in comic books and in movies and little kid shows from day one, right out of the box before they're five years old and then all through, all through school, they're trying to get your kids obsessed with two things that are totally fake and never existed, space and dinosaurs. Space and dinosaurs. Space yeah. and dinosaurs. 
We got a, we got a dinosaur guy coming on the show soon. A no, oh, no dinosaur guy. I can't I'm wait excited for that. about that. That's fantastic. Because yeah, when I was a kid, dinosaurs looked way different than what they say dinosaurs look like now. Oh, they didn't have feathers. Right, and uh, you know, I, I get that you discover more and more things as time goes on, but I don't know. I, I, something something seems a little fishy. Yeah, you know, a little yeah. fishy, a little feathery. <laughs> Birds yeah, aren't real, man. Are that, still oh, wait, talking. no, that's the perfect connection. So dinosaurs <laughs> evolved into birds, right? They somehow got really small and grew feathers over time. The asteroid isn't really what took all of them out. They evolved into birds, and birds aren't real. Therefore, by proxy, dinosaurs aren't real because the birds aren't real. Yeah. So Boom. the chat room is still talking about the tinfoil hats. I am pretty smart. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll read what Booberry posted um, <laughs> from mentalfloss.com. Last paragraph, uh, he, he, in quotes, tinfoil still has its useful place in society. However, there are some who advise that tinfoil makes a far more effective deflector beanie than its aluminum counterpart when it comes to protecting your thoughts from V chips and other spy signals. And we're not making that last part up. So I guess. Here, let, let me just maybe interpret that for the layman, and I'm probably wrong about this, but I'm assuming the logic here is, yes, it kind of cooks your brain because it traps all that RF radiation and microwave radiation and bounces it around through your head, but it also keeps it from going back out so people can't read your mind. Yeah. Do you guys know who um, Matt makes... Landman is? No. I do not. He's a, um, he's a chemtrail guy. He made this movie called... Uh... Uh, Frankenskies. Oh yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah. Dean, I've heard of Dean that. Reiner I've heard had him on. He was, yeah, we had him on. Then Dean had him on. He's been on everybody's show. Um, yeah, he's cool. But he ma- he has this uh, line of clothing that's like silver lined called Sparrow S P E R R O, and it's to like protect your protect you from from all that stuff, heavy metals and all that shit. He's got he he makes. I love beam. heavy metal. Do they make underwear? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they have magical underwear, um, but I know they have beanies and, and shirts. And I need a Faraday cage for my nutsack. Yeah. They don't make one that big. Oh. <laughs> oh. You um, got to get quicker on the uh, the rim shot, man. I didn't have it loaded up into my soundboard. <laughs> that one needs I had to, to be had to always load loaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So the other thing that he brought up that I'm very curious about is the seven or more, but we'll just go with seven CIs. What are the seven CIs? Meet us. Go. Sleepy, happy, grumpy, dopey, sneezy, bashful, doc. Uh, well, was that seven? That was too fast for me to even count. Hang on. Sleepy. Ha- <laughs> Sleepy. Is this happy, one of those things where you can only do it fast? You can't do it slow? No, I can do it slow. Okay. Sleepy. Yeah. Happy. Grumpy. Dopey. Sneezy. Bashful. Doc. That's it. Doc. Wait, is Doc really one of the seven CIA? I mean, seven dwarves and seven CIA? Yeah, yeah he's he's the uh, he's the leader. Yeah, he's got the he's glasses. The Alan, he's the fucking Alan Dulles of the. Yeah, he's the, the Tim dwarves. Alan Dulles. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, did you see the Doom Tim Allen thing I sent? 
Yes. Did, oh, in fact, God. it was in the show notes of the Moon episode, I believe. Okay, yeah. So episode 50 buzzed. Uh, <laughs> check the show notes for that. It's amazing. It's a good one. We had some Owen Benjamin so, in yes, that one, too. Seven, seven CIAs. Well, I don't know what that is, and I'm going to have to do a deep dive on it. That's your, I got to say, your answers were pretty racist, but correct. <laughs> <laughs> So this is one of the he's speaking from one of those like conventions where they have um Kathy O'Brien and uh what's the other ones? Do you know guys know who Kathy O'Brien is? No. Uh Kathy O'Griffin. Kathy Kathy O'Brien was the was the woman who was like MK she was like an MK Ultra Oh. Sex kitten. She was like, uh, she's the, she's the was, one that says like Ronald ooh. Reagan and Bob Hope and all those guys passed her around. Yeah, she said yep, that, yep, yep, that, yep. that Here Robert, Ro- um, Robert Richard, Robert Bird. You know the KKK guy that was like the West Virginia congressman forever and ever. Biden's buddy. Um, yeah, Biden and Hillary Clinton's buddy. Um, she said he was her handler, and he gave her to. Some um, country, like B-list country music guy from from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, during like the seventies, and so she was like in the, she was an MK Ultra sex kitten, who was being passed around as a sex slave, but also like carrying out drug trafficking and doing all sorts of nefarious shit through the nineteen seventies and eighties um, country music scene. Whoa. Yeah, she said. Uh, she said that Dick Cheney had a huge, huge dong. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay, and th- what's there was a guy that interviewed her that uh, like FBI guy that was like all in on this stuff. Exposed Ted Gunderson. Does that sound right? Yeah, Ted Gunderson was the guy. He was the old CIA head of the CIA, wasn't he? I think he was uh, former FBI turned okay. investigative journalist. Let me look. I could be wrong. But he interviewed uh, he interviewed her a bunch. Yeah, he's, Federal Bureau on, of Investigation she, special agent in charge of the I'll Los Angeles FBI, did. and then he he uh, got suicided, right? Yeah, that's the theory. He was um, he died in Memphis, but he was a he went full on conspiracy, and he uh, he interviewed uh, what's the lady's you just said his name? I believe he was Kathy the one o- that, Kathy O'Brien. Kathy O'Brien, yeah. So he he yeah, interviewed she, her, and that's when she like went public with him, in the interview with him about Ronald Reagan and, and Nixon and all that. I believe. Yeah, she's on uh, Freeman Fly show all the time, and uh, yeah, she's full on uh, Q Q anon supporter now. Ooh. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole huge rabbit hole we could go down. <laughs> oh, by the way, meet us that Weird Al foil music video was fantastic. Yes. Yes. They're still talking about the tinfoil. So, um, well, we can just change that. topics. That's okay. Let's talk about that for the rest of the <laughs> night. I mean, we really could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of research into it, and uh, we could do some experiments on air. Um, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Just wrap, wrap us, like, put like three 5G health cell phones, like, duct tape to the top of your head, and then wrap that in tinfoil. First I one to crank up the crank up the router to uh first one to commit a school <laughs> shooting loses. 
Yeah, so well, the microwave thing—you cut the side off your microwave and blast microwave radiation at, at uh, somebody wearing a tinfoil hat. Mm, you know what? Now I'm just start thinking about Havana syndrome. I wonder what they do. That's, to- what, that's what it is. It's microwaves, man. It's the easiest way to do it. You take an old microwave and you cut cut the side off opposite the side of the actual mechanism that makes the microwaves, and uh, just push it up against the wall of the hotel. And blast the radiation in from the uh, microwave to wherever the person's head is on the bed in the next room. And there you go. Done. Have end syndrome. That'd be a good Hot Pockets commercial, dude. (laughs) It's like a dude doing that while he's cooking a Hot Pocket. Makes a couple people's heads explode and then he takes a bite. What's their slogan? Did you guys ever use that that little cardboard envelope that came with the Hot Pockets? Yeah. And what does it do? It makes it crispy. Does it work? Yes. I remember trying it one time and it didn't work and it, it seemed like it affected the taste. It gave it a, a more of a fishy flavor. Hmm. Are you sure you didn't stuff it in a fish? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was needed <laughs> okay, for, yeah, I've made that for a hot pocket. Look, I thought done... you could use it. Wait, for... listen. Okay. Let me take a sip of my beer. I'm about to get really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this bullshit. Okay. I was having, like, this was a decade ago, probably, you know, I was having a slumber party playing, you know, <laughs> World at War, Call of Duty, World at War, Zombies, the original one. Like, when that game was new, the first Nazi zombies on Call of Duty, and we were having a LAN party with three X, four Xbox 360s. And we put some Hot Pockets on after we made it about, like, wave 30 and died. I'm like, let's get some what Hot Pockets. because Pepperoni, ham and cheese. cheese I think steak. they were the ham Oh, have you had the chicken barbecue ones? Oh, God. I haven't had a Hot Pocket probably since then. I think this is the last time I had one. And I've, I have always liked uh, cheesesteak was my favorite. <laughs> so so we put the, we, I put my Hot Pocket in, right? I'm probably the third or fourth person to microwave the Hot Pocket because <laughs> you do them one at a time, so it's cooked properly and thoroughly. And I get my Hot Pocket out, and I'm thinking, this thing feels like real light. But, I'm, you know, I, it's like whatever. I bite into it. Well, let me get this. Hang on. <sighs> Sad violin for this. <laughs> I bite into this freaking hot pocket, and it just crunches. It was an empty shell. There was no filling. It was just bread. I literally took a bite of an empty hot pocket. It was just pocket. There was no hot. There was nothing in the middle. No cheese. No ham. It was just an empty shell of a hot pocket. It's the worst night of my life. Anyway, it's a true story. I couldn't believe it too, and everybody laughed at me. My, my dad's Aww. my dad's cousin worked at the hot pocket factory. <laughs> and one summer he came to visit, and he had he brought his RV, and he had a deep freezer in the RV, and he brought us like forty pounds of hot pockets. Did he empty out the shitter in the sewer by your house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he did with the shit. <laughs> I was like eight or ten. Uh yeah, but we had a we had a deep freezer full of hot pockets for that summer. It was it was pretty fantastic. They were they were not like in boxes, they were just like you know, individually wrapped things, but it was just it was it was great. They were all the same so flavor though, which was you didn't know oh, okay. <laughs> they were all the pizza the pepperoni pizza one. Yeah. Which when you're ten, that's that's, that's the, the one. best. Yeah, that's that's the winner. Yeah. Just had like skin like flaps falling off the top of your mouth the whole summer. 
Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then the next time he came the next summer, we were super excited. We ran outside ready for the, the, the new shipment of hot pockets for the summer. And, uh, and he, he didn't have them cause he, he got fired from the factory. And then like, we were super disappointed and didn't talk to him the whole time he was there. And that probably just had to, uh, just be like, you know, the extra little knife in the back from losing his job. Yeah. That's rough. Where, uh, <laughs> where is that hot pocket factory? Oh, I don't know. He was, uh, came in from somewhere. I so I have, you, I have, you usually say it was your uncle, <laughs> my dad's cousin, your dad's cut. So I have him son. to blame for my like... hot pocket tragedy. Yes, but you probably, probably, probably got fired. I'm gonna that. maybe After that's the show. Why give fired. me his address and email because I'm going to send him angry letters. I think he's dead. Oh, thirty years ago, and he was you old. yourself. Admit yourself that you suck. <laughs> Yeah, he was really old at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, that was 30 years ago. Uh, well, rest in peace, I guess. Those... Space is um, hot pockets. Okay, so I got a, Okay, I, I got some more. I got some more. I have the Mythbusters. I'll probably just put it in the show notes. It's like four minutes, but it, if we if we have time, we can go through. I have the Mythbusters debunking the moon landing being fake myth, so they prove it's real. I Keep really, seeing that video and I haven't watched it. I watched the whole episode back in the day and it was like the most unconvinced. They just, it was just like, let's pick the most straw man arguments and debunk those. And even then it wasn't very convincing. They like the straw men's that they've debunked. Um, those guys are shills. We can skip that. I'll put that in the show notes. But then there was also NVIDIA did uh, the same. One of the things that Mythbusters debunk about the moon landing is there's that image of, I guess it's Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong walking on the moon but like even though he's in a shadow and there's supposed to be a single light source of the sun he's lit up even though he's in a shadow mm-hmm. and the mythbusters air quotes proved that by recreating the the set with like action figures that the ref- reflective light from the moon dust would actually reflect up and light up the astronaut even though he's in that shadow of a single light source okay but then nvidia recreated the same thing and they recreated the whole thing with CGI. With with ray tracing, with their new ray tracing engine. Yeah, and you're like, it's like, okay, so you want me to believe that a real event with real lighting and the way you're going to prove it is just to make a bunch of fake CGI? Yeah. They they were showing off their new ray tracing engine. It was the, so you've seen what I'm talking about. <laughs> trying to, yeah, trying to get in the news with it. This is the dumbest um, thing I've ever seen. It's like the Mythbusters were more convincing than this. Right. But the one that gets me about the moon and the pictures on the moon is the one where you've got the Earth um, on the horizon. And it's a, it's a really, it's a cool picture. Don't get me wrong. I like the picture, um, the painting, whatever you want to call it. And But the thing that gets me is if you look at where they landed on the moon, uh, on the part that's kind of like facing the Earth, you know, you'd have to look a lot more up to see the Earth. Um, since the earth doesn't like set, it's always in the same spot, you know, um, it, it would have to be since it's like, what, what's tidally locked. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah it's a, that, it's in geosynchronistic that, orbit and, and yeah. locked straight on to straight on. So it's no matter where you're at on earth, you're always looking at the same spot of the moon, which means, and you, I, you blew my mind when you well, pointed this out to geos- me the first time, you'd have to yeah, be looking pretty much straight up but, to see the moon. 
Yeah, yeah. If you look or at see the earth, I'm sorry, to see the earth from where they were at on the moon is what I meant. Yeah, where they were at on the moon, you would have to look up. You you couldn't get the shot that they had unless they, you were at the base of a very steep mountain, and like we're you know looking up the side of the mountain to the earth. That's the only way they could get that shot. And I didn't see them close to the base of any very steep mountains on any of those pictures. So. Well, then there's like the same that where they have the exact same backdrop in different parts of the moon. That's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, that, <laughs> and I haven't ever seen anybody like talk about or or talk about the whole placement of the Earth in the pictures. And you like, were the you first know, one I've ever heard and, bring that up. And as soon as you said it, like my, it just that clicked, and I was like, yeah, I've never heard anybody else bring that up. Yeah, when I was back on Facebook, somebody was was like, I, I just talked to somebody who doesn't believe we landed on the moon. How do they explain this picture and showed that picture, you know, the one I'm talking about? And I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something's fucky. Um, and then I started. And so I immediately looked up, you know, where did we land on the moon? And there's a you know a picture of the face of the moon and three little dots of where we landed, how many little dots are. And I was like, hold on. Um. So yeah, that didn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Even Bart Sabrell we... didn't pick up on that one, as far as I know. That's a good one too. That's one of the best <laughs> like pieces of evidence I've ever heard. There's a lot of good ones, but that's a really good one. And I mean, if they just if that's just a artist rendition, just say it. Like, hey, we thought this would look really cool. We took a a uh, picture of the landscape of the moon, and then we took a picture of the Earth, and we put it, we moved it to make it look really cool, so you could buy this image from us. Um, uh -huh. Or, you know, print it out or whatever. So that's like no, the Michael printing. Collins space bar where they just took him from a just for the press. They put that out the exact same yeah. thing, but he's in space, even though it was from a test exercise. Yeah, we uh, we know how hard printing is, so it's not for printing. You know, print the picture. <laughs> it's just for neon uh, black light posters. Right. <laughs> I, uh, so back to the NVIDIA thing and then back to the uh, if it's just fake, why not tell us that? Sometimes they do admit that and uh Oh, yeah, yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah, so this is, uh, here we go, this is a good little news report. It's pretty fun. In the meantime, they are images that inspire, educate, and sometimes just make us say, wow. Yeah. Over the years, NASA has given us spectacular photos and renderings that reveal a colorful and mysterious universe. No doubt. Bullshit! Chris Martinez is introducing us to two of the artists behind some of the most iconic space art in the galaxy. In a small, bright office, working side by side. Let's see. Uh, Robert Hurt and Tim Pyle bring the universe to life. What we're doing does have real science underlying it. Robert is an uh -huh. astrophysicist turned artist. Tim, once a Hollywood animator, is now a planet illustrator. <laughs> Together, they produce some of NASA's most popular images, from renderings of how planets light years away could look to could Could look. <laughs> photos of stars and galaxies captured by NASA's powerful telescopes. And this is sort of how it comes to me. And then I Many of those... Images. By the way, he says, this is how it comes to this me, and then he makes it, it look different. To me. It looks like It looks like somebody... You know, like a thermal image scan of a fart, or a thermal, like where you can see the heat sensor. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, he's, he's, he's at this computer, and he's like, this is how the image comes to me. And it's literally just like a smudge on the lens. It's like a white cloud... With a black background. <laughs> and he's like, this is how it comes to me. And then we could just kind of, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. And then they just say, do whatever you want, and then we'll print it. 
Yeah. Make it look- and like I said, if they, they do admit this when asked that they, then artist, this is an artist's rendition. At the bottom of each of those images, it should say artist's rendition, uh, you know, created from data collected by whatever, you know, just real, real small font at the bottom, real small typeface. Um, yeah, that and make it make it legit. And that's that's the thing is that they lie or mislead about things, but then say believe us about everything we say. You know. Yeah, and by the way, that Lucy shit that just launched that's going to go around like the whole solar system. Whatever. I'm not buying that shit for a second. I it, I, I looked for like 45 minutes and could not find an actual single real image or video of the craft. All I could find was like it's solar panels and you couldn't even see the whole thing. It's like, nope. They, it's like, and I brought this up to a couple of people on Twitter that were all excited about it, like, you know, how NASA fanboys get. And like, why is it so hard to find a single fucking picture of this crap? Yeah, no, nobody working on this brought their cell phone in and snapped a few shots for their Insta. Yeah, it's like, and it's like a CG. They, when they announce they launch, they show a CGI of the launch, a CGI of it unfolding in space, and then a CGI That's of what that, it's going to be doing. And it's like, that, okay. Mars, that Mars rover was too. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's the can there's literally cameras everywhere. High resolution, beautiful shots out of these phone cameras. And I get not being able to have your phone in, you know, government agencies when you're working on stuff. I get that. But then we're not talking about like war technology. You know, we're talking about yeah. a go kart that's uh got a couple of cameras and, and shovels attached to it. And, and this thing um, has these like from like the the new alien movie, you know, that ship that they fly that has the sails that unfold, like the gold solar sail. Oh, yeah, the solar sails. This has that. They're like two circular sails on this satellite, and they unwrap, and they have the CG. Like, Lucy has launched, NASA says, and they have this, like, CGI of it getting out there with, like, blue jet, like, blue jets behind it, powering it instead of flames. It's like blue jets, and it jets off, and the, the things unfold. And I'm thinking, first of all, CGI, why... I brought this up to a couple of NASA fanboys. I'm Twitter, like, oh, why is it's like, is this supposed to look real? Like, why, why can't we see an actual picture of this thing even before it took off? Yeah, just and, like while they're working on it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there was a couple things, but it was only certain pieces. Like the only thing I could find was like, here's this piece that does this, and here's this piece that does this, but there was no picture of the whole thing all assembled. And at least that I could find. Maybe I'm wrong, but I looked for a while. And so why I, I brought this up? Like, why can't there be? pictures of it it's just now getting out of low earth orbit and they're like well you oh, can't send hold on they already have to print the blueprints <laughs> <laughs> how could they fake this how could they fake the video and the bloop <laughs> no but i asked i asked uh, i think it was paul the book guy i was like why can't they have a a picture i didn't even get into it because you know how it gets with space he's all in on he's oh, yeah. all in on space oh yeah i troll 100%. him every now and again but i had i couldn't i didn't want to poke the bear too much I'm like why isn't there a video of this like thing or pictures from it when it launched and it's in like just now getting out of low earth orbit and entering space why can't they have a video of it unleashing the solar sails or unrolling the solar sails and he's like well because they can't trans- transmit back from that far into space and i'm like bro it's not even it's not even one percent of one percent of one percent probably the way that it is to the moon and they stream that live what are you talking about yeah you could call <laughs> the moon on a shoot it back can, from low Earth orbit. You could call the moon on a landline. Why can't you get the <laughs> the the fucking footage back to the Earth? What the hell is going on here? Oh God, it birds! Uh, <laughs> you disrespected <laughs> science. Scientists do science. You disrespected science. Uh, 
All you right. almost made me shoot soda out of my nose. And it burned so bad. <laughs> I could look to actual photos of stars and galaxies captured by NASA's powerful telescopes. And this is sort of how it comes to me. And then I Many of those out. images have a dark, <laughs> grainy start, but color and light reveal an astonishing glimpse of how the deepest regions of space might appear to the human eye. Might. What I'm trying to do is show... A lot of coulds, woulds, and mites. Not even woods, it's coulds and mites. I don't know. <laughs> Put some blue shit in there. Oh, that looks cool. People, sort of the, the broader colors that the universe has to offer. It's a delicate blend of imagination and data. The artists <laughs> meet with NASA scientists. Wow, it sounds like COVID science. Over many drafts to ensure a planet or galaxy's look lines up with the research to make each one as accurate as possible. I love the challenge. It's kind of like a puzzle to me of trying to create something that looks really cool within the restrictions that were given by the scientists. It can take days, even weeks, to produce just a single image. The dazzling final results, enough to keep us all dreaming of the final frontier for years to come. Chris Martinez, CBS News, Pasadena, California. The artists also say they have to be especially careful when it comes to illustrations of other planets to avoid colors many of us would associate with Earth, like blue for water. The force is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So all of the all of the technology says all of our all of our scans and deep space all of this nonsense says that this planet is blue and green and white. And different patches, but that looks too much like Earth. Make it orange. <laughs> oh my that's, God! That's their rationale. They, they don't take the actual data and to figure out colors. They're just like, oh, what color should this one be? No, oh, we already <laughs> used that color scheme for Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I got uh, th these are coming straight off BitChute because a lot of it's visual, and I hopefully the volumes won't be way too all over the place with some of these. But I got uh, which one's this? Oh, yes, yeah, SpaceX. Here we go. This is a good one. Now, as Lauren just mentioned, if all goes well today, Falcon Heavy will put the this is Elon shot his rocket into Earth Mars orbit around the sun on a journey that shot his car into space's roadster. for a billion years. <laughs> SpaceX will launch its most powerful rocket ever. It's going to it's going to be in space for a billion years because that's science. We know it's exactly that long. What happens after a billion years? Will it disintegrate? Why was that the talking point? Like, his roadster's going to be in space for a billion years. Is it going to blow I mean, up after a billion years? Technically, everything's in space for a billion years. It just changes. No more, no less. Not one yeah, billion exactly. in one year. Did you did you watch that when it was launching, his space car? I watched some clips of it. Fletcher actually ended up sending me, after the first time I was in Hawks, where I finally got around, I think by the second time, to ask him for it. The video of the mouse running around on the outside of the SpaceX live oh, stream see, in outer space. I didn't see that. I saw the one where in it was you know it was flying up and it was leaving the Earth's atmosphere, and then all of a sudden it showed like the backdrop of the Earth's atmosphere went away and it was still sitting in the in the chamber it started in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's in the so screen. like the green screen effect failed. Yeah. And that's on the live stream, too. I don't yeah. know if it's still up, but you can... There's definitely, like, uh, 
screen captures of it. Carrying some cargo belonging to the company's founder. Elon Musk's red Tesla Roadster uh, uh, sports Elon. car will be loaded inside the rocket before it is launched beyond the atmosphere. Musk tweeted this animation illustrating what a successful launch would look like. If all goes as planned, Musk's car and a spacesuit-clad dummy named Starman will detach from the <laughs> rocket and head into deep space. That name, Starman, is a tribute to the late musician David Bowie. Like a lot of people didn't understand why we're saying, oh, it was David what, Starman. What's the purpose of sending a card to Mars? There's no, there's Starman no point. Bowie. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it's just for fun yeah. um, and, and to get the public excited. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake, honestly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We'd have way better CGI if it was fake. Um, uh, but we, you know, we didn't really so test any of those materials for, you know, is it space hardened or whatever, you know? So, so who's dead bodies in the trunk? It just has the same. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, it's probably stinking up that uh, soundstage where the green screen is, if it's still right. there. <laughs> but that would be a really good way to get rid of a dead body and a murder weapon. <laughs> just put it, put it in the trunk of the car that you're sending off into space for one billion years before it, it spontaneously explodes in a billion years. Now. Now, this one is pretty visual, but it's so fun that I just have to at least play a little bit of it and let you kind of describe what's going on here. This is the International Space Station. Um, oh, hurricane. And it's kind of just a compilation of people accidentally dropping things. And they fall immediately to the floor, even though they're supposed to be in zero gravity. And, <laughs> like, my favorite is when people, like, immediately panic and, like, don't know what to do because they just drop something like a pen or a piece of paper and it yeah, fell straight a, to the it's floor. Yeah, it's a live stream. It's yeah. a live stream. The women's hair is good. Oh, I've seen the videos of them like jelling up their hair too. Yeah, they get their hair all like stuck out in all directions, but it's not moving. If if it was, <laughs> yeah, but there's even video of them like jelling it. I've seen before a broadcast. Oh my god! It's Isn't like there. Isn't there times where you could see like a more like like the more in harnesses and stuff like that? Yeah, like a wire, yeah, and, and then there's the green and, screen slip-ups. Again, yeah. if they're doing a live stream and they all want to be, you know, centered on the camera and get a good shot and everything, it would make sense for them to have harnesses to hold themselves still. But just tell us you're wearing a harness to hold yourself still, and it makes more sense than us, yeah. than people, like, finding it out and being like, oh, it's fake, when it could just be they're doing that for the camera to hold themselves still. Again, they lie a lot. So why Wait, should we much. believe them on other stuff? Yeah. All right. So this, uh, I'll kind of go through a little bit of this and kind of describe what you're seeing, but this will be in the show notes. I, my favorite is when their hair is sticking up and they drop something and it immediately drops to the ground. We're taking pictures and all of that of it, but then you forget. <laughs> so this guy drops a piece of paper on the left and all the astronauts kind of look over like nervously. A couple of them chuckle. <laughs> There's like a couple things floating you see here. And when a guy drops a piece of paper and it falls, you're like, what the hell's going on? That there are people in danger. A lot of people, what they're going to see here. And this is a very difficult video to find. This footage has been basically scrubbed off YouTube. And let's just take a look here. As again, Italian astronaut is fiddling with astronaut. this, I believe it's some type of clip with the wire attached to it. Take a look at what happens here. He drops it. Again, take a closer on and get a little bit of a close-up. 
He drops it and then he looks around like, oh shit. So there's a bunch of those. There's just a bunch of people dropping shit and it's awesome. So I'll put that in the show notes. I saw one while while looking for clips where they were, you know, doing one of their little scenes floating and then all three of them fell to to the ground or to the <laughs> wall. But like they were in that they were in that puke jet. Yeah, and they, they were doing the G Force thing. Yeah, they had the side by side image of them in the space station. Free falling fall. to the to the wall, yeah. Well, it's not quite free fall because when that that thing levels out, it's like a slow hit the ground. But they yeah. showed it side by side with the the G force jet and um, or whatever it's called. I'm thinking of it, maybe two different the things. Thing. And the, no, the jet the jet that I'm talking about is a hollowed out big plane that they use yeah. for uh, simulating zero gravity. And really, they just cut the engines and the plane falls. And you're you're falling at the same speed as the plane, <laughs> so you're like floating inside of it. Oh man, yeah, I've seen a couple of those where it's like all of a sudden they get jerked over to the side of the, uh, and then like mm-hmm. the feed cuts. There's one where like they they all of a sudden all the astronauts that are floating slam into the wall in the feed cuts from the space station, yeah, and like, it say it like it it like the feed cuts, and then they explained it later by saying there was an abrupt change in direction on the space station or something. So kaiju, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys know? I guess kind of coming to a uh, winding down here. What do you guys know about space bubbles? I've seen oh, the bubbles videos. in space. Yeah, they bring it up on that that flat Earth documentary leveled or level. Yeah, this idea that they're actually filming everything underwater. Yeah, and occasionally a little air bubble gets stuck, and they don't catch it to get rid of it. Yeah. And it ends up on the film. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, I like Yeah, there's uh, this there's this flat earther guy and he goes around to like all these NASA conventions where they have astronauts like signing yeah. signing autographs and stuff and he uh he just he like poses with pictures with them and asks them to talk about it and he like gets them to sign autographs and say like bubbles in space and all this shit like that. Yeah. I actually uh have a clip of that, I think. This is him interrogating an astronaut. Not interrogating. How do you explain bubbles in space? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. You might, there's, now, sometimes you get water in the helmet, and it comes, it's either, it's either, uh, you know, from sweat or from the cooling garments. And, uh, you know, some of my space walks, I had, like, water in the helmet. Not like I was going to drown in the helmet, but just a little bit of water. Probably came out of sweat. And sometimes, you know, you see just this flecks of paint or something that you might have disrupted floating away from the suit. And, uh, you know, that's generally what that is. I've never seen any kind of air bubble anywhere. Could it, could it be that you're filming in an underwater pool and you're not really out there? <laughs> Search flatter. Wow. You got to you got to start going to conventions, man. Oh, dude! Go to all yeah. kinds of conventions and get up and talk and ask like a serious question, and then just be like, "Yeah, um, I was reading on shitmyass.com that you, can, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever." Yeah, I do. I do want to do some more stuff like that, but just the amount of I don't have the amount of like good ideas slash time to prepare. Like some people just do like incredible public stunts like that. 
and not the annoying ones like Owen Schroyer and Mark Dice do, but like really well thought out, like funny bits. Um, not just like I Luke, thought, Ru- Luke Rutkowski made a living from it, you know? Yeah. What was that guy's name? Alex that did the one at the school board meeting? Oh, Alex Stein. Was, oh, yeah. yeah was, I had uh, him on recently. He's great. <laughs> yeah. He's so yeah, funny. He, came on, he, was, he was on my show. He did, moon, he did the moon landing on my show. Oh, I might have to listen. I'm, I'll put that that episode in the show notes, too, along with... Uh, yeah, that one was hilarious. He, yeah, he's funny, man. He's he's yeah. he's doing stuff like... Uh, and he made a lot of sense. He's like, if you get up there like during the school board meetings and say, you know, these many people have died. Here's the numbers. This is how not deadly COVID is. This is blah, blah, blah. It's like, you just, this is just water off a duck's back. But if you get in there and take their side but make it seem ridiculous yep. then it's every, it it works so much better on every level i'll try yeah, yeah you gotta try you, and do that with all aspects of your life when you're arguing with somebody um, have you you know have you seen the one with him in like the handmaid's tale outfit that he just did no <laughs> i know what i'm doing after this it's right. funny man because he know. i mean they know who he is now they know what he's doing but they like can't not let him speak <laughs> Yeah, because he's just getting more and more ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, he's a national. He's he's going that that guy's going places. Like he's um, yeah, he's he's got a lot. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be pretty big. Yeah, I told him that on my show. Yeah, I think he's got like Alex Jones type aspirations. You know. Yeah, and his pod he does like three different podcasts, and they're all pretty fucking funny. Yeah, classy guy. All right. Um. Last clip. Did you? What do you guys think? Can you see stars out in space or no? I oh, can can like the astronauts see them from space? Yeah, from space, from the moon. Uh, I think okay, I know where yeah, we're going okay. with this, but I pick up what you're. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I know where you're going with it. I don't think you Horse can. Was uh, was black, but it uh, had sort of a velvet sheen to. That's Buzz Aldrin, by the way. It was black, but it had a velvet sheen to it. This is Don Petit, the we destroyed the technology and it's painful to build it back again guy. Sitting with Mike Massimino. Oh, and by the way, they're supposed to be out in space right now. It looks like they're on a green screen. Like, I've never seen more it looks like we're on a green screen than this. I'll put this in the show notes, too. This is, like, bad. This is, like, Tim and Eric level green screen. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, because yeah, you time. can see yeah, because yeah. you can see the stars. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and, and uh, pretty much all the time you can see yeah. the stars. Yeah. It's it's a, a unfathomable blackness, like a, with a uh, like tux, texture you feel like you could stick your hand into. These are all astronauts talking, and I don't understand like how do you not get your story straight at a certain point? It's either the stars are incredible, or you can't see any stars. It's just infinite blackness, and that like. The press conference they gave after the first Apollo mission, they were contradicting each other. So it's like, what's going on? Yeah, when they they got talked to backstage, yeah, and then came out for the for the press conference. And that when you look when I look out at the stars and I see you know so many stars and planets and it's the darkest black you can imagine. See stars if we're on the dark side of of Earth and uh, planets. The sky is. Uh... Uh, deep black. Neil Armstrong, deep black. Buzz Aldrin, 
deep black with a purple tint. And then everybody else is like, oh, the stars. Oh. Uh, when viewed from the moon as it is, when viewed from uh, cislunar space, the space between the Earth and the moon, the, uh, the Earth is the only visible object other than the sun that can be seen. Since the moon has no atmosphere, then a daytime picture, if you're there in the daytime of the moon, you see a full night night sky of stars. Mm -hmm. Duh! Even with the sun in the sky as well. We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon by eye without looking through the optics. The thing about Carl Sagan, billions and billions of stars, there really are billions and billions of stars, and you can see them. In fact, they're so numerous, it's very difficult to pick out the constellations you and I see here on the ground. It's, it's not a black cool void. I thought one of you said something, but it was it was astronauts talking over each other. You and I see here on the ground. It's not a black void. I mean, it's black, but there's all kinds of little polka dots. There's all the, there's all the stars there. And the cool thing is about it, you can see it during the day. Yeah, you can. And there's more than stars. You can see planets. You can right. see moons. You, you see the... Ge the ge okay, I have, okay, I have to say planets. this. Planets. This is Don Petit, the painful, we destroyed the technology. Looks like they're on a green uh -huh. screen, these two astronauts. They're supposed to be in, like, space. It looks like they are on it, like, a bad green screen. Like, terrible. Don Petit, and this is all alleged because I don't know him personally, looks like Tony Podesta, but ten times creepier. He's probably <laughs> a pedophile, allegedly. Don't quote me on that. He looks like he's a got, fucking weird he's guy. He's got the cheese skin, for sure. Yeah, like, and the way he talks... And he's he's oh he's shaking like the Bill Gates autistic like yeah he's got that Bill rocking. Gates energy yeah rocking and he's you can see planets well, like what is this <laughs> I see here on the ground it's it's not a black a cool void thing. I mean it's black but there's all kinds of little polka dots there's all the there's all the stars there and the cool thing is about it, you can see it during the day yeah you can and there's more than stars you can see planets you right. can see moons <laughs> you, you see the ga the gas uh, Magellan clouds of yeah, the Milky yeah, Way galaxy. Yeah, yeah, you see galaxy. the Magellanic cloud. You can see uh, the zodiacal light. Whoa. Of course, was up. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe he's just nerdy and super into it, but that guy comes off as fucking a weirdo to me, dude. I don't know. Listen to that horn. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Tony. P it's like yeah, t uh, Podesta meets Ned Flanders or something. I don't know when. Biggly boo, you can see planets. <laughs> you can see the dialogue lines and moons. Oh. The birth of a planet. Have uh, a look at have a look at my artwork. <laughs> so I was looking, I was trying to I muted myself there for a bit. There was a video, you know you know who Michio Kaku is, right? Michio Kaku. He's yeah, he's Asian the Asian Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Um and there's a Oh, God, this was 10 years ago. I was digging around on YouTube, and I found a video of this this guy trying to debunk his one of his uh, his videos about a warp engine or something. And this guy was talking about concentric circles. He was trying to pull up an image on his screen share or his screen capture video, and he went into the folder where this image was, and there was a bunch of fake Selena Gomez nudes. <laughs> in the folder and he had it in thumbnail or you know large thumbnail view <laughs> damn well at least he has good taste uh, it was funny it was, oh god I sent him a message I was like hey man you might want to uh, put your your video images in a separate folder <laughs> dude oh my god um, 
Well, I think it was Trevor Moore, like one of his last bits before he died. It was on Comedy Central. He's like, you know, you could like he he went on this whole long. It was just like on a podcast, essentially. I think it was. He went on this whole long thing. He's like, like a public service announcement about how you can look up fake celebrity porn. Like it looks like it's kind of them. <laughs> and he did the whole thing without even mentioning the phrase deep fakes too. Pretty good. right. So yeah, PSA: you can get fake Selena's Selena Gomez porn if you want. Oh yeah, yeah. Any of the celebrities. And you could uh, get, uh, some... but you could get fake Ron Jeremy porn if you want something new and up to date. <laughs> some HD. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't fucking do this. I didn't do fucking shit. All right. Well, in conclusion, I think we learned that space is both fake and gay. <laughs> gay. All right. So tonight, I learned that Leonard Nimoy Lunar had Nimoy. an album. Leonard Nimoy had an album where he sang about Bilbo Baggins and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm a couple deep. I just totally remembered that we called a planetarium. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> called two planetariums. Yeah. And, and they I'm have excited for them to, to hear that, voicemail, that first voicemail with us. Can we talk about Adam, the security guard in Hawaii? What a sweetheart. He was nice super guy. nice. He was super nice. Everybody what, uh, was nice. You, there wasn't a mean person over a Hawaiian? there. Do you think he's a Hawaiian guy? Oh, he, he definitely sounded Hawaiian. Oh, wait, you know yeah. what? Why, why? What am I thinking? Everybody was so nice because it's freaking Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. My brother. Can you imagine if we called my... like New York City? I mean, <laughs> like the planetary man. It's like, what the fuck do you want? Get the fuck out of here. We close in two hours. I'm busy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just saw a video where. The firmament. This, uh, what? <laughs> this guy was visiting New York for the first time and he was like. Hey, I'm walking here. And this, this bitch turns around and it's like, no, we do not talk like that. <laughs> Started yelling at him. Oh, God, it's so good. He was on YouTuber. I love so it. While I love it we when were... Barb's the comic is on here because she talks like in the most like stereotypical oh, yeah. Newark accent ever. Yeah, I, I like I like her. Um, while we were talking to the, the people in Hawaii. My mom landed in Hawaii. She's going to see my brother and my niece. She uh, got stuck in LAX for five hours today. Oh, you should send her in as a, like a, a <laughs> undercover agent to the oh planetarium. My God. Get a, get a boots on the ground report of the planetarium that we called. Get some pamphlets. Get some pamphlets. They make, they, they make a good souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was some gold on that. I gotta say. I also, like, the main thing I learned tonight is I need to ISO Don Petit going, planets? <laughs> you got to do, get one of those, Zodiac get a bunch of lights. ISOs and, and try to have Don, Don Pettit call that planetarium. Oh, like, get enough clips of Don Petit talking to where it's just, like, a conversation with the Don soundboard. Petit soundboard? Yeah, send yeah. Adobe DM or something. I was I was a little harsh on how that guy acts and looks, but I mean I probably was right allegedly though. I could be totally wrong. In Minecraft, you know? maybe he's the nicest guy ever. Maybe he's like uh, as nice as Adam from the Planetarium, but he creeps me out. Maybe 
Maybe. Creeps me out. And I'm allowed to be superficial when people are on green screens talking about planets. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for me tonight, unless you guys have anything else. I think that's it for me, too. No, I'm good. I think All I'm right. good. That was fun, though. It's uh, Adam, thanks again from Deborah Gets Red Pill Pod. Which will yeah, be linked in the show notes. That we Spotify, iTunes, I'll link all that. Yeah. And all the shows are on one feed, so it's a one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah, check it out. We had uh, we had that guy Jim Gale, who's been doing everybody's show about food forests today, on with me and my wife, so that was fun. Then we're going to have cool. uh, Benjamin, ba- Benjamin Balderson talking about the uh, alchemical process on Sunday. So, yeah. You're doing the Lord's work over there. I think you guys are doing the Lord's work over here, and uh, congrats on the on the new baby. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. How's the kiddo doing? Good, man. I'm actually about to be on baby duty probably as soon as this wraps. Cool. If he's awake, I'm going to be changing diapers, and then I got to work all day tomorrow and Sunday, so I got That's a exciting. fun weekend cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Metis, uh thanks, man. It's obviously... Fun fact, Friday, meet us pod. Links to all that will be there to find it. And meet us.live for the rotating. Um, it's basically just what episodes of Fun Fact Friday, Nick the Rat, and music on there when you're not live. Right? Uh, no, I, right now it's actually just music. I'm just trying music. to build a new playlist of podcasts that are ad-free. That is stuff that's not not all on the NA stream. Just okay, kinda, cool. You know, new stuff I'm discovering. So Sweet. Um, he basically pulled your little dick out in front of everyone and jerked you off until nothing came out because you are a boy. I don't know who that was directed <laughs> at, but I'm glad you had fun while everyone else had to watch an adult man jerk your little boy dick off. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that funny? It's pretty funny. <laughs> What, uh, what is that from? That's Sarah, okay. that's Sarah Silverman, isn't it? No, uh, it's she's from SNL. It's that show on Netflix, which is amazing. It's I think you should leave. It's Tim Robinson. There's a okay. sketch where he goes to his him and his wife go to a magician, and the magician makes fun of him. He's like, "Where is it? In this hand or this hand?" He goes, "No, it's behind your ear." And everybody's laughing at him because the magician's making fun of the tr- him not picking up on the magic tricks. And everybody's laughing and having a good time, except his wife is just looking embarrassed and staring ahead. Then they get home, and she doesn't talk to him in the car. He's like, oh, that's a great night. No, the babysitter made art with the kids. That's cool. As soon as they get in bed and he turns the life off, she goes, why the fuck didn't you stick up for yourself? (laughs) (laughs) What? That magician, he embarrassed you. Then she says, uh, then she says this. He basically pulled your little dick out in front of everyone and jerked you off until nothing came out because you are a boy. It's like, <laughs> he was just called? a, <laughs> what? What's it? What's that show called? I think you should leave. It's okay. fan- It's great. It's on Netflix. But yes, yeah, he's um, like, uh, basically he's like, oh my God, this is just a funny magician. She goes, we will stay married. But I will never respect you, and I'll make sure the kids don't either. (laughs) Uh. I'm glad you had fun while everyone else had to watch an adult man jerk your little boy dick off. (laughs) All right. Anyways, that's my review of I Think You Should Leave. Five out of five stars on Netflix, if they still did star ranking. 
Copy that. I didn't do fucking shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's uh probably the most the least relevant bit of space information that I've we've brought today, but <laughs> um I think still that's, space information. Did we for, did we forget anything before I start just reviewing Netflix shows here? No. All right, no, we're good. Good. All right, everybody, don't forget space is fake and gay. Bye now. Bye bye. Other than the alleged Apollo trips, all other manned spacecraft have stayed below the belts. These belts do not officially begin until an altitude of 1,000 miles is reached. But when one space shuttle crew was brave enough to go nearly 400 miles above the Earth, they started to experience some unusual effects. They reported seeing shooting stars, which were a result of the radiation hitting the retinas of their eyes. When interviewed, Alan Bean of Apollo 12 initially stated that he had not gone through the belts and did not observe any effects caused by them. Any ill effects from the Van Allen radiation belts? No. Now, I'm not sure we went far enough out to, to encounter the Van Allen radiation belt. Maybe we did. When it was pointed out that the flight pattern took him through the belts, he changed his story. The belts are 1,000 miles to 25,000 miles above the Earth. We, then we went right out through them. No effects on yourselves? Mm -hmm. Didn't even know it. I don't think anybody, well, maybe somebody said you went through the radiation belt, but we didn't feel it inside, and we didn't get any you know, added radiation. The space shuttle went to 365 miles a few years ago uh -huh. because I worked in news. Uh -huh. I saw CNN. They said that the radiation belts surrounding Earth were more dangerous than previously believed because the astronauts saw shooting stars with their eyes closed oh, just man, when they got within 600. That isn't from radiation belt. We saw shooting stars, but they're not shooting stars from with your eyes closed, although they look like it. Uh, if you're out in space beyond the Van Allen belt, and probably within the Van Allen belt, and close your eyes, and just pay attention, you don't notice it unless you pay attention, then all of a sudden you'll see a little flash like a shooting star, except it's like that. There goes one this way. Then one just blossoms. And then not that fast. Maybe you wait three minutes or two minutes, and one goes whoosh. And what's happening is cosmic rays are hitting the uh, back of your eye and exciting those sensors in the back of your eye. So that's what you see. And they got high enough apparently to close them. My guess is in Earth orbit, if you closed your eyes and just paid attention, that you would see them. The first time they were seen was when they went to 365 miles. Yes. That's 650 miles below or away from the radiation. Yeah, see, it's below. My guess if they just did it tonight. But see, if you're not, if you're just going to sleep or closing your eyes or it's dark, you don't notice them. But if you'll close your eyes and pay attention, which we had an experiment to do, by the way, then you see them whistling by. Not on our mission, by the way, they hadn't been discovered yet. I saw them one day on the moon. It wasn't dark, and it was kind of dark, and I saw this flash of light. And it looked like it was on the moon, but really it wasn't. It was a flash of light in my eye. 
Some scientists argue that the trip through the belts was so brief, that is only a few hours, that the radiation would not have had a negative effect on the astronauts. But the question remains, if these belts are not dangerous, why in the last 30 years has absolutely no country put even a monkey past these belts? The standard excuse is that no one has wanted to spend the money to do so. But to write off every advanced country in the world as too stingy and incompetent in over a third of a century to explore further than 400 miles from Earth really is a bit too much to fathom. It is more likely that we simply do not have the technology to go further at this time. We accept the reality of the world with which we're presenting. It's as simple as that. The power of the system we live in is to make people believe things that are so ridiculous on the face of it, but they've been told it over and over and over since the day they were born that they can't question it anymore. Many of the things, like the sun is a good example. For someone to say the sun's a hell of a lot closer to us than 93 million miles, the average person's going to roll their eyes. This is the system protecting itself in the lie that we have been constructed into. A lot of people will go at this and say, well, why did we get lied to? Well, you can think of basic reasons like to deny someone the knowledge of knowing where they exist. That deprives a human being of almost everything. To not even understand where you exist denies you really much ability to know where you're going to go, where you've come from, the things that are even possible in this place because you don't even know what this place is. You're saying that after a big bang, even with the law of thermodynamics called entropy, which we'll get to in a second, somehow our galaxy ended up being a perfectly flat plane not just is the solar system a flat plane, the entire Milky Way galaxy is a flat plane, where all the planets spin in the same direction. The odds of that are less than winning the Mega Lotto every single day for thousands of years. Now look at the moon. The moon is a perfect circle. The odds that that happened after Big Bang and just chaos of atoms and particles and dust and rocks colliding is zero. The odds are literally zero. There's no force, there's no wind, there's no erosion, there's no water, there's no force acting upon that moon that would make it a perfect sphere. The odds that the spin of the moon is exactly the same speed as it rotates around the Earth, again, are zero. If it was one quarter of one mile per hour different, it would slowly turn. And there is zero physics explanations with the model of gravity as we know it to explain why its axis rotation is exactly matching it rotate around us so that we only see one side. Light being shined upon a sphere does not make the luminescence the same all the way across. You can do a test with a tennis ball and a flashlight. It's impossible, it can't happen. It only happens on two dimensional objects. Seeing as you've only seen one side of the moon because of its miraculous rotation and its perfect circle, and the fact that the luminescence is the same across the whole thing implies, I'm not stating this, it implies it's a two-dimensional object, okay? The size and weight of the moon, according to science, it is impossible for it to be rotating around our Earth. The way the moon was created according to mainstream science is that an object the size of Mars hit Earth and created the moon. That's nonsense. We would have rings like Saturn. Where's all the dust? Where's all the debris? Where's everything? That all just disappeared. That makes no sense at all. Next up, the sun is 400 times bigger and miraculously 400 times farther away than the moon. And like two machine cut quarters, they line up perfectly to make an eclipse. 
The odds of that are one in trillions times one in trillions times one in trillions. It's not possible. That the perfect circles in this world line up perfectly with something 400 times larger from a third factor, which is your fixed position on an Earth, that they claim is spinning 1,000 miles an hour. The shadow of the eclipse is 70 miles wide. There is no way to make a shadow smaller than the object. Of course, there are people that say umbra because like goats, they've been trained to say that, but they cannot recreate an umbra on earth. They only believe it because they've been indoctrinated to believe it since the time of their birth by people who want to remove their connection to God. Science is a bit of a religion now. When you come into a scientific group and you challenge NASA, they're not going to talk to you. They're just going to call you a silly man and ignore everything you say. Well, you see, this is the programming of science doing this. Science should be dictating that anything we can question should be questioned, and yet this is not what we see. The law of entropy is that matter and energy naturally go from order to chaos. If you break a glass, even after a billion years, the broken shards will not reform into the glass because objects have a tendency towards entropy, towards dissolving, towards breaking apart. So how do we have a human eyeball from a Big Bang? The Big Bang happens and it creates a never-ending waterfall, cascade, domino effect of atoms smashing against each other in an empty darkness for eternity. So given the law of entropy that things go from order to chaos, how on earth do we have the structure of a human eyeball in which we can see light and then recreate the light in our minds as images that represent our physical reality? It contradicts to a point of laughable mockery. This is an episode called All the Things the Jews Gave Us. Okay. Meet the Sackler family. They're famous for their philanthropy towards famous institutions like Yale, the Guggenheim Museum, the Serpentine Gallery, and of course, the Royal Academy in Britain. But what's less well-known is, is that their wealth comes from one product, OxyContin, the blockbuster prescription painkiller first launched in 1996 by the Jewish Sackler family. They invented it. The pill is stronger than morphine and sparked the opioid crisis that's now killing more than 100 people a day in America and has spawned millions of addicts. I wonder if that counts as a hate crime against white people. It's also attracted a wave of lawsuits alleging ongoing deception about the safety of OxyContin, which the company had previously admitted misbranding in 2007 criminal case. Two branches of the family control Purdue Pharma, which makes OxyContin, but unlike their company, None of the Sacklers are physically being sued over it because a corporation comes from corpus, which means body, but it's dead like a vampire. Sackler family. And this has been another great moment in what the Jews have given us here in America. Hi, I'm Owen Benjamin, and I'm a comedian. And recently I realized that I've made a lot of people sad. Because as a comedian, I make fun of absolutely everybody. And I just go where the rant takes me. It's my job. I never denied the Holocaust, but I now realize how hurtful it was when I questioned the number. Instead of six million, I assumed it was nine gay guys who died in a rollerblading accident. 
And I now realize how deeply hurtful and dehumanizing that was for the Jewish population. As I went over my historical numbers and checked my finances, I have a new number to propose. One billion. One billion Jews died in the Holocaust. And who was responsible? All of us. The entire world. Everyone alive. Everyone who is past. Everyone yet to still be born. All held hands and killed all those Jews. Not only was it not six million, it was one billion Jews. I hope this this mends the fences and heals. I realize now that that going below six million would make me the personification of the emotion of hate. And I don't want that. I don't want to make people upset. And as a side note, I am expecting a Nobel Peace Prize, an Oscar, a Grammy, an Emmy, and a GLAAD award handed to me directly from Ellen. And uh, I will be refreshing my accounts. I hope I have, um, I have made up for the blunder. So it turns out the Holocaust was in fact not nine gay guys who died in a rollerblading accident. It was one billion who died at the hands of hate and the hateful were all of us for eternity. I deeply apologize, Jews. I'm here for you, and I hope this helps. I know it helped me. I know it helped me a lot. Now let me refresh all my accounts. Thank you very much. And again, I'm, I'm really sorry. I truly had no idea how much, uh, how much one question could really, uh, you know, kick a hornet's nest. My bad. I, I got your back, guys. One billion. Gay nigger ships 
important muscular tourists too. Let's take a look at the crew. Here we have Captain B. Dick, a strict, well-educated leader, and also friendly and a father figure for the rest of the crew. Chief Technician Sergeant Shade Falls, a long-time person and a damn good space technician. He's for a long, long time been working together with Captain B. Dick and with Mr. Schwal, a German-speaking gay nigger from the area of planet Anus, but they still practice the old gay nigger religion, a ritual way of worshiping human excrements. He's a psychological genius on board who saved the ship and its crew many times. And here is the gay agent Armanas, who just finished gay agent school and is on his first flight in space. The fifth and last member of the Ring Musculaturist 2 crew is the data man, Dr. D. Ildo, an expert in biology and in manipulation of other races and life forms in the universe. A very important person on these special missions. But let them speak for themselves. Captain, we got something on the radar. What is it? Well, sir, it's too big to be another ship or meteor. To me, it looks like... Like... Like what? Like a planet. A planet? I'm planet. A planet? Hey, planet! Check coordinates, Ildo. And give me a diacom in five minutes. And shwoo. Check the mental analysis machine. Sir, we'll be able to do an ultra sweep over in 25 seconds. Okay, everybody. Ultra sweep over in 18 seconds. Aminas, activate canopus sensor in the trans power system. Ildo? Four, three, two, one. Ultra sweep over. Ultra sweep over. Ultra sweep over. Chief, I got the decom. What we have here is a planet called Earth. There is life on its own and a lot of water. It seems rather primitive. And sir, there is something terrible going on down there. Take it easy, Ildo. Don't paint the devil on the wall. But sir, there is, pardon me, female creatures on the planet. Female creatures? Female creatures? Female creatures! Okay, calm down. We've got to check this out. It might be dangerous, but it's our duty. Arminos, put us through to our planet. I got to talk to the headquarters. Now! Hello, hello. Headquarters, come in, come in. Here is Captain B. Dick, P-Code 2940018, on Discovery Ship Ring Musculatoris 2. Come in, come in. Hello, Captain B. Dick. This is the President of the Federation of Intergalactic Game Planets. What we have here is highly classified game material. We haven't dealt with a case of this magnitude in many years. 
just got your diagram, and our mainframe computer doesn't respond. I even talked to the Council of Wise Men, and believe it or not, even they can't give us any useful information about the strange female creatures. I'm afraid we'll have to get in closer contact. You mean, send a man down there? Yeah, we have to be sure. But take care, it might be dangerous. Good luck, CBD. And all I can tell you is that this is bad. Abs in a six pack! A B S N A six, the number, P A C K dot com. Or shitmyass.com or podtart.com for the live shows, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> Hello, Abs in a six pack. <laughs> Just like. <laughs>